So you ready? I think so. Oh, I could cry. Ah. <sighs> Bedroom bisexual house share in Walthamstow. Is that correct? It's the Federal Gamers. I just fell on my bottom into some butterscotch. Switch that console off before you have to press repeat, y'all. Don't believe the hype. Hello and welcome to show 147 of the Veteran Gamers podcast. Let's do it! Uh! Oh my goodness! This is so be awesome. Let's go ahead and just do the show. Let's oh, just we're excited. This is gonna be great. <laughs> let's just do this because you know yeah. we can get what started. We playing? Just start talking about what we're playing. <laughs> we can get to start early and everything. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Stu. What story you got? <laughs> How's Millie doing with the time game? <laughs> I heard she broke her record. Okay, okay. Look, okay. I've Stu's done, a moron! I've done it again. I can't yes. believe I've done it again. Done it again. I've done it again. <laughs> right, we've done, right. We've done. What's the best last, last time was 15 minutes in. You, oh, I forgot to record. No, it wasn't. It was a bit more last time. Hour this, in this time. It was 40 minutes, actually. But anyway, whatever. All right, so let's just... In. We're starting again. The take two... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yes, I've done it again. But, you know, I was just saying before we started again, 250-odd um, shows we've done. I've done it twice now in the same month, I think it is, pretty right. much. Oh, my right. God, was... which is forgot to record again. Take your brain pills, dude. I know, I know. Well, I'm... I can't, you know what, what I can't believe? We were all pretty much on time tonight, so we started bang on bloody Something time. Has to go. You, you don't get to make fun of me for taking a while because it's the clock changed, and I, was at, uh, I didn't have to race home after school. We and were, you were there. We were jamming. It was like in CB4 when the tape messes up. We was jamming. We were jamming. Oh. Anyway, whatever. We're here now. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. So we. Right. So we've got Juke here. <laughs> Yay, me! Oh my god! I see you, baby. It's the family show, so I'm not playing the dirty version of it. <laughs> I think you should just play it now because we didn't do that the first I time. I have it now. <laughs> Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, li- I like the groove I'm out of. I love those. We've They're got good, but I hear they didn't actually make that cut, that <laughs> that mix. No, they that didn't. Was Fat Boy Slim. It was. Else we got? <laughs> we, we've got Ginny here also. Hello. My name is Mike Chin. I play uh, video games, and I'm here to talk about video games. So let's crack on, shall we? Uh, I'm so weird, you know. You can never give me shit for being late with exactly. videos or being late for the show ever again for like I'm two years. I'm late sometimes when I'm, you know, running a little late from rushing home from school. But I don't waste an hour of your time. I know. 
Yeah. But it's, it's because we are so professional on this show. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God for independent... <laughs> Thank God for independent podcasts and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't have another advertising or any of that. No, because if they were professional, we'd have, we'd have an assistant looking on going, uh, Stu, you're about to do it again. In fact, you need was... to have Millie like checking in on you. <laughs> if we were professional, I'd have been sacked by now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, It'd been two sacked. strikes, you're out. <laughs> all right, wasting uh, all this time. I know. Ain't yeah. nobody got time for that. Uh, actually, do you know what I haven't mentioned? And I didn't mention this the first time around. Uh, it's getting frigging cold in England now. Oh, What's... it is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, the temperature. Oh, it's, well, it was... It I was, actually have it on my iPod, what the temperature in Blackpool is. Blackpool? That's near me. <laughs> well, exactly. That's why I have it. 48 degrees. There, 49 degrees here. So there you go. It was minus two the other day. Frost for the first time. Yeah, I had to scrape my windshield this morning. Yeah, I had to do that the other day. But uh, but we haven't. at least we haven't got a crazy Franken-hurricane over... Yeah, exactly. Well, we haven't gotten any of that here. I called my mom yesterday. She's like, nope, nothing, nothing going on here. It's like, seven right. degrees in Wolverhampton at the moment, which is forty-four degrees. Wow, that's like positively yeah. like the summer. Yeah, I tried to get myself into centigrade. I can't do it. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's more than five. You see, I I know it's coming winter because we went for a big walk yesterday. You know, catch a few rays and get some fresh air and all that. And we had cocoa when we got in. You yeah, know, coke, cocoa, smart coke. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would have definitely perked us up having some coke. But no, not Coke. Coco. You know what Coco uh, is? Uh, Coco Chanel, the fashion designer. No. What do you want to? You complain about wasting time, and then you extend. <laughs> I know. I know. I shouldn't be wasting time. Go ahead. Yeah, we had cream and marshmallows on it, and everything. No one cares. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> anyway, talking of um, like going out and Millie and stuff. I mentioned Millie because I mentioned her earlier. I'll still mention her again because I have to give the update. Um, yeah, super hexagon. She's, now what? She's been on that again. And yeah. She's, yeah, she's beat her time again. Where is she on the leaderboard, Stuart? I know, sorry. This sounds very contrived now, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> she, she is 85. You need to have a different story now. I know, yeah. She's 85 on the leaderboard with a time of 204 seconds. And, uh, yeah, Nick... Nick has been surpassed, who was at the, was at the top of our list, but he's uh, been well surpassed now, so he's struggling now to keep up with her. So, yeah, she just keeps on going. She even said the other day when she was playing, she even said, uh, how many more, how much time do I need to be number one? And she was having a look. She was actually... Yeah. yeah she was actually... Setting the goals, mate. She was. Goals. She was. She was eyeing it up, but uh, I can't see that happening, but you just never know. The way she keeps increasing her time, it's anything's possible, really, but... Um, yeah, I'm in awe. I'm in awe of uh, of what she's doing at the moment. She's got crazy skills. She has, she has. And like I said earlier, and I'll say it again, she started playing Temple Run now as well because that's another score-based, time-based game. So I think she's into these sorts of games. Now. I had students giving me crap because I wasn't playing that. Like, you play Temple Run? No, I played Temple Run. I got better games to play. Well, everybody's playing Temple Run, you know. So? Well, it's just I'm a, not. It's just a game to be played. I found it boring. I, was, I played it a little bit and I'm like... This is boring, just running and hopping over stuff. Yeah, but again, again, it's all down to time. And then she was passing Bongo, right? So she was really, she was like, oh, Bongo's really rubbish at this. So she was... Yeah, but he's got a cool sound effect for his name. What does Millie have for her name? Nothing. 
No, but she was dissing everybody while she were playing it, which was kind oh, of funny. Talking smack now. Yeah, I like it. You know, she even came to me today and said, uh, "I haven't seen you play Temple Run. Let me see you play so I can see how bad you are, Addy." Oh, burn in your face. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm uh, not too impressed at all with her at the moment because she's taking my mantle as gamer of the house, but only on yeah. two games. But you know, even so, show you. I know, but maybe she'd do a better job of pressing record if she did the podcast. Who knows? Lol. I know, yeah. Might happen. Might happen. <laughs> but I have, I have been playing some games this week. I've been really? Playing. I have. I have. I played and finished To The Moon today. So I got Yay, that. To The so. Moon. I played that. I finished that. Now, interestingly... I nearly did get told off because I'm on holiday at the moment. I'm not at work. I'm, I've got a week off. I'm going away later in the week. But, okay, this this was kind of... So I'm I'm sort of sat playing here, and Kay was out doing some gardening, you know, because it's autumn, and it's like, oh, get some gardening done. And she came to me while I was playing the game, and she said, uh, I've got some bad news for you. And I said, all right, well, she went, I'm going to need you to power wash the patio today, seeing as it's a nice day, and you might not get another chance to do it. And I was like, ah, oh, right. Oh, uh, okay then, because I wanted to finish this today, so I said, oh, well, I think I've probably only got about, a, you know, half an hour to an hour, and I'll have finished this anyway, and I'll come out and do it then, and she's like, okay then, but make sure you do. Well, two hours later, whoops, <laughs> I was still playing it. Yeah, because, you know what, that makes sense, though, because I had that same feeling, because it's, it moved, for the first hour or so, it moves steadily back through the dude's life, and you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm almost to the back, the first part of his life, and then everything goes queer and strange, and, and then it's like, oh, now you're going forwards and jumping around, and you don't know what, how long it's going to take. Well, I knew it was back in trouble. In time. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was and then Huey Lewis in the news shows up. No, when he, when he said Act 2, <laughs> and I was like, oh. Yeah, I know, right? Me too. I don't remember seeing Act 1. And then there was Act 3, and I was like, ha, there's some more to go. But anyway, like needless to two, say, needless to say, I didn't get to finish it before the power washing, so I had to go out and do all the power washing thing. Uh, and then I came back in, and I finally got it finished. And luckily, when I did come to finish it, I did only have about another half an hour to free. Phew. An hour left, I know, yeah. I was on the edge of my seat, right? <laughs> I know, Jeez. I know. But as far as the game itself goes... It is it's pretty excellent. I was very, very impressed with it. I'd say it's very good. I don't know if I'd say excellent. Like, the story is excellent. I really like the story, and they did a good job with it. It's very emotional. Yeah, I cried. I did cry. I had a tear. I got a little choked up. That's beautiful, um, Stu, that you can admit that and uh, and not be ashamed. No, I don't, I don't care. I mean, yeah, why should you be ashamed? ashamed. Oh, have you ever, Ginny, can I, you, I mean, you, stone heart here, I remember when you played Eco, you weren't even bothered. It's true. It is true. true. It is true. <laughs> it's like Millie, honestly, right, Millie has no emotions whatsoever. Oh, kids, mate, kids are a different breed, like, yeah. they, they don't care at all. The only, the, right, the only thing I've ever seen Millie cry at was when she watched E.T. for the first time, right? Mm, well, that is sad. And she properly cried, right? And guess what? Guess what? what? She refuses to watch that film now. She won't watch really? it. Really? Yeah. The same happened to me with uh, Short Circuit One. Uh, really? Yeah, because I Short didn't Circuit. understand that he came back alive at the end. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought oh. he sent himself out. I thought he died, and I was like, "This is an awful film." Even though I knew there was a Short Circuit Two, I just didn't understand. I was too young. Sixteen is a young age. Oh, bless you. So young. 
Tchau. That was pretty impressive, Duke, I've got to say. Classic. Man, you know what's funny about watching videos from the 80s is that the camera stays on people for forever. Nowadays, you don't have any videos that have more than one second between cuts. But these old videos just following him around the court. Why is he in a courtroom to begin with? (laughs) You know, I watched on Love Film the other week when I was making some food and stuff. I watched BMX Bandits. Have you ever seen that film? No, I have not. Wow, when 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 I watched that back in the eighties, but I did. Sorry, I did recently watch a, a clip from uh, uh, Caddyshack where the, they throw the baby Ruth in the pool and everyone thinks it's a piece of poop. <laughs> That's classic. Yes, now we know. Yes, with explanation for Jason's email of last week. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Yeah, now we know what it all means. Uh, but but yes, right. I remember watching that back and thinking it was brilliant because they had BMXs and they were riding down stuff and doing tricks and stuff. Yeah. They had like a mongoose, which was like the BMX to own at the time. You know, it was like so cool. Uh, and I watched it the other week when I was, it was shit. That film is terrible. I was just like, oh my God. For it. Anyway, to the moon. Why did we even yeah, get on this? Sorry. Yes, it's to okay. the moon. Um, which isn't shit. That's, that's good. No, it's I, a very I, good story. It's very emotionally powerful. I mean, for, uh, for anybody... But the ga- see, the game, sorry, the gameplay gets in the way a little bit because it's not much of a game. It's more of a game than Dear Esther, but it's still... There's a lot of stuff in it that, um, like, you know, you have to go hunting for stuff. And sometimes you have to wander around to find these memory balls or whatever they are, and you don't find a thing and click on it. You just It just appears in your inventory. And that's annoying because then I was like, I didn't have one, and I was like, where do I need to go wander around to find that one? The one I didn't like, or the one that I sort of struggled with a little bit because it didn't make sense, was the one where you're riding the horses. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Because I'm just like, what? And I'm riding round and round and round and nothing would happen. More listeners. I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's... Yeah, just to, just to sort of put people in it. If, if nobody knows anything about To The Moon, it's a sprite-based 2D top down sort of slightly isometric but isn't but it's sort of you can see where up and down is because of the way they've drawn the textures i guess or the backgrounds i mean to be honest with you they could have taken all the game stuff out of it and it would have still been an interesting story just sort of as a story but then without the game stuff in it there would have been no mechanism for driving it forward i suppose you'd have to have just sort of yeah well and I mean, see, and this is the question about the format. Because, okay, this guy has this idea for a story. Fine. Why then say, I'm going to make a game out of this? Why not write a story? You know what I mean? I think it's like he wants to get it into as many hands as possible. But I think there needs to be a part of you that says, wait a minute, is, this, is the gameplay really going to work here? Well, and I don't know that it does. To an extent, I agree with you. But then without the music and the interaction, it wouldn't be the story that it is, because that's part of, you know. And there's this weird, there's weird things like, it, you know, when you, when you actually solve the puzzle, it says, do you want to activate it now, or do you want to wait? Well, right. Why would no you wait? There's no reason not to. Exactly. Why would you but wait? That's the thing. Like, I think if they had done it as just sort of like, I mean, I don't know, maybe there's something to be said for making a little pixel art movie. You know what I mean? But would you watch it, though, if you weren't actually interacting with it? Especially because the story is what captivated me. Yeah, I agree. And, 
I don't know. But I think without that interaction and that sort of... Yeah, I guess. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't sit and just That's the thing. Okay, so you don't make it three hours then. You make it a 30-minute movie, but you focus on the main core story elements, which is the other thing that annoyed me about this. You go off on this one part about Animorphs and his books and this and that. I'm like, who cares? It has nothing to do with anything. Now, as an English teacher, had you heard of this before this? Have you ever read it? No, No, I just assumed... This Anim- Animorphs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Animorphs. I've never read any of them, but they're kid fluff books. They're like silly science fiction. It's like Pokemon in book form. Yeah, no, I got that impression when I actually sort of... Because the way I've solved that puzzle, I actually went on Google and Googled it. Now, what was kind of interesting was that when I went back and told the girl what it was, she said, oh, you could have just Googled it. Actually, that's yeah. what I did. <laughs> so it was weird for me because it's like I did that in real life. I went and Googled it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool for me, but you, what I hadn't realized is a note to something you said. There's a note you can look at. Yeah, well, I didn't see Sucker, that. Sucker, you did all that extra work. But I like the fact that I did out. that. I like that. Um, but yes, just to, Sucker. Just to explain, Sucker. we should Sucker. explain, we did talk about it a little bit last week, but just to, just to clarify for anyone who, who sort of doesn't know what the game's about, basically, there's a dude on his deathbed oh, no. who wants to go to the moon, is his final dying wish. And you're a company who rigs him up to this dream machine in in a way and manipulates his memories so he can actually go to the moon so he gets to fulfill his final wish before he dies. You have to go back and change his old memories so that his life takes different twists and turns. So sound familiar to any at all from films that we've seen? Bit of momentum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, but it's good. Well, I mean, it's you know, here's the thing: the gameplay does not carry this game. So if you're looking for a fun game to play, don't play to the moon. However, if you're interested in a good story and you're willing to put up with some annoying gameplay elements, but some you know some cool story twists and turns and some interesting characters, it's worth a look. So do you think they got the influence from the that very popular film that we all know? It's like like you know the cat in the hat. <laughs> yeah, because um, there are two fish. No. no I don't know, because there's a lot of other stuff in there. Like It's a bit like Memento. It's a bit like Eternal yeah. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's true, it's true. So there's a lot of... That was a good film. Yeah, there's some, but it's, it's on a par with that sort of type of story. It's it's a great, great story. You it's know? got elements of those. I don't think it's nearly as good a story Oof. as this. I think it's, I think it's as... No, I take that back. I emotionally that back. affecting it as that film. It is. You're right. It is. It is. And the ending is kind of similar, I guess. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, Whatever. I, I mean, it's like I say, it's a very good story. And any, but honestly, any game that makes you cry is going to be applauded because it takes it does. It, it does a, a good job of creating that effect. I just feel like I also had a part of me that was like, "Come on, let's get done with this already." Yeah, and that's not a good thing. No, I, I think I got to a point a little bit like that, but then I was still very satisfied when I finally got to the end of it. You yeah, know, still felt satisfied with what had happened and how it all played out, and there was a great twist in the middle which I didn't see coming. And yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. Now a game that made me cry, but for a different reason. Um, oh, yeah, was it was Doom Three because I've because I've also been playing this as well. It is good or bad. <sighs> it's what I expected. I've played it before, so I don't never give a straight answer. Can you? I know. Yeah, uh, I've played it before. So, yeah, I played it before, so I, I knew what was coming. Um, it was one of, funnily, it was one of the first games I got for the 360 when I bought it because it was backwards compatible. 
and it was out on the original Xbox. So it was like, oh, something I can play on it, you know, because there was no games out when, you know, the 360 first came out. So I thought, oh, great, I'll play this. This was meant to be brilliant. It was on the PC. Uh, it's all right. I mean, I, even back then, I thought, yeah, it's all right. Uh, but it's, I think the problem is this game compared to modern games, most modern games now are try and change up the environment so you're not always doing the same thing. This is very much sort of in a corridor. Things jump out on you. Uh, things run straight at you or they just sort of stand and pop out from behind the corner every now and again until you shoot them. It's very one-dimensional AI, if that makes any sense. And that's it's probably his biggest failing uh, yeah. because it, it really is just like a duck shoot. You know, that's all these things are there for. for you Does to- it have the dog and he laughs at you and you miss? No. Stupid oh. fucking dog. Uh, but the guns are still cool. You know, there's plenty of variety in what you'd kill stuff with. So there's no failing that, you know. You get the chain gun fairly early on. What's kind of cool, what I did do like about the thing it does, you, you have to read all the PDAs that you pick up as you're sort of going through the levels because they unlock lockers and storage uh, units and stuff like that. There's one about the office in there. Oh, there's there's all sorts of crazy stuff in here. Like one was, uh, there was a guy got from this sort of gift online thing, right? This sort of special company. I was sending him this freebie. Uh, and when I opened the opened the storage, it was a chain gun. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Who'd have known what he was getting for free? <laughs> there you go. In the communications level of Doom 3, you could pick up a PDA belonging to someone called Rob Finch. One of their emails he reads as follows. From Brent Davis, subject quiz night. Finchy, don't forget that trivia quiz night is this Wednesday. Do yourself a favor and brush up on Shakespeare, mate. If we lose to those twits in administration again, we'll never hear the end of it. Brent. There you go. See? Awesome. See? So it's got. Go. And I found a, cool, a few cool things like that within it, which have made me chuckle every now and again. So it has got stuff going on. But yeah. it's, it's just a bit boring. That's its biggest failing. It's a bit. <laughs> it's just a bit. Just boring. a bit. Boring. It is. You're just doing the same things in the same sort of areas over and over. And sometimes it's a bit confusing, considering it's a fairly linear first-person shooter. It, it, it quite often makes you sort of go and do some objectives, you know, which aren't usually much apart from going go to a new area to get another PDA so you can get security access to open another door. And that's probably about it, really. You have to find PDAs to open doors you need to get to the next area. And then... I'll get a bit lost and can't remember how to get back to where I need to be. <laughs> so I'll oh, get the PDA geez. and I'm like, oh, I can't remember where I'm meant to be going now. Uh, so it's a bit confusing. And, and I think also because all the environments look exactly the same, it, it, it makes it even more difficult because you're sort of seeing the same sort of rooms with the same sort of doors over and over again. Uh, and there are some similarities to Dead Space, which I, I sort of didn't realize from playing it back in the day and then playing Dead Space afterwards. It is very similar setup. It's just not got the same atmosphere, and like and you know, like I've said in Dead Space, there's a lot of changing environments, so you're always doing something different, or you're in you know zero gravity or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it's just scarier because this is meant to be a scary game, but it didn't feel that scary. And the scariest thing that happened was Kay came in while I was playing it, and she made me jump, but the game didn't. Um, I don't know. It's a, I mean, the guns are all right if you just want some throwaway first-person shootery stuff. Uh, then have a, give it a go. But also, I, I should mention that it's it's Doom Collection as well. So Doom One and Two are also in the package. What? Yeah, even though it's not been very well advertised. Uh, which I found. I mean, to call it Doom Three BFG, they should have just called it Doom HD Collection or something like. I that. I think it would have sold better if they did that. No, I well, think but are the other games HDified? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, can uh, Doom 1 be HD? No, but the, know, it's, right? it's HD-fied, though. The graphics have been You can up-raised. see the pixels very, very yeah, well. Yeah, it's been up uh, <laughs> it, From what I can gather, it's the two versions that were released on Xbox Live Arcade. And also, in addition, and this is kind of interesting... Uh, if you've played either of those on Xbox Live Arcade, when you boot up the game from the disc, it, it accesses your saves from Xbox Live Arcade. So oh, you that's can, cool. yeah. So it's kind of interesting. And also, and this one's a bit, this one's a bit of a doozy though. If you install the disc, uh, and apparently there's no benefit to doing it, so don't bother. Uh, but if you in- install the disc, it disables your Xbox Live versions of the game, so they don't work anymore. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's disturbing. Yeah. yeah. So Hands off my Xbox Live yeah. version of that game I don't play. So that's a side effect. Uh, so yeah. So and also as well, and I didn't know this on Steam, they w- they've withdrawn uh, Doom Three on its own. So now you have to buy the bundle on there as well. You can't just buy a single game anymore. Huh. So they've done that as well. Dude, Steam I know. Messing with things. I know. So I just thought, yeah. But overall, it's all right. It's yeah. Right. Uh, Apart from that, I've played uh, Plants vs. Zombies on the iPad. Oh, yeah, huh? I got that in the sale. It was 69p, and you can't say no, but it is an HD yeah, version huh? for iPad only, and if you've got the version on the iPod, you have to buy it again if you want to play a, an up version on the iPad. You can play the iPod version, but you have to do that. I don't know whether you're aware of this, Ginny. If it's a, an iPad, iPod or iPhone native game, uh, it has this one times, two times, so it has a standard iPhone size screen, you have to press two times to make it as big as your iPad screen, and then it sort of pixelates a little bit from doing uh, it. Like stretches the image, I'm guessing. Yeah, so that's what it does. So that's why they now, you know, realize they can release all these iPad only stuff and charge you again. So, yeah. Bastards, aren't they? They are. They are. It's all about the money. Well, they'll try it, mate. They'll try it. Uh, but it's still a great game. I've forgotten how good that game is. It's so good. It's so good to play. Oh, yeah. The game itself is fantastic. It's fantastic fun. Uh, Crazy Dave keeps coming around trying to give me stuff. I like Crazy That's Dave. The, uh, the guy who sells stuff, right? Yeah, he's the next door neighbour and he gives you lots of tips and stuff and he, he's just a bit crazy. You forget how good a game is PopCap made, you know what I mean? They make some great games. But what are they doing at the moment? I've not heard anything from them. Not really. Look, no, we don't really know. We don't really know. I think uh, they're probably doing another um, Plants vs. Zombies, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know. It just seems ages since they've done anything. You know, they did Peggle, which was excellent. Plants vs. Zombies. I don't know. They seem to to do all these cool games, and then they, I don't know. They've gone quiet. Don't know. Worries me. Worries me when they go quiet. Game companies like that. Maybe well, it's just they're, they're just busy. Maybe. Maybe just busy making the next big things. The next big thing. Hopefully, yeah. next big thing. So yeah, uh, and then the only other thing I played was a game called Forever Lost. Um, which again is another iPad game. Uh, oh, about the island and they find the numbers. No, oh. so it's it's basically it's basically like Decay off the indie games that we really loved. So very similar in concept. You basically yeah, wake I like up. Decay. Those are awesome. Yep, same sort of thing. Single screens, puzzles. Um, you wake up in a room, have no idea how you got there, and you have to piece together what's going on. Basically, so it tells you nothing apart from that you're there. Uh, and I like that. I like that. I mean, I've got, some, yeah, I've got some other stuff to play for next week, but I've not got around to that yet. I've got the Royal Indie Bundle uh, for the Halloween one, uh, which is, yeah, the Sam and Max, the Devil's Playground, the whole season. Uh, and I feel that for, for like just, I, I think I paid the £5 to get the album as well. But for £5, man, 
It's, Can't go wrong, mate. No, no. And there's a couple of other, there's five games. One's called Home, which looks really good, like a horror game. Um, so yeah, they're all Halloween themed. So yeah, sweet. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing. But I'm 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 not being funny. But there's so many great deals to be had at the moment. You're just like, I mean, Steam has just started yeah. a Halloween sale. So they're telling me, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Duke should be buying The Walking Dead on there now because should that's be, like, but I'm not. like $15. <laughs> Why not? $15 for the season. Because it's still $15. I don't know. I got that kind of money. But, uh, but besides, not... I already got like 100 games I haven't touched. Yeah, but this is a potential game of the year. I know. I heard you say that. And it is. It's not just my potential game of the year. It's a lot of people's potential game of the year. You should get yeah, 15 15 Bucks is a, is a good deal for that. I one. think that's a reasonable price for 12 hours a game. Of yeah. good game and good story. Yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> what are you like? I'll wait till the sale next year. Be fine. Yeah, right. Summer sale. It'll be $2. I'll wait till all five episodes are out. Exactly. Nobody's Why do I want four-fifths of a game? Because it's great playing it like a series of the TV show. It's great playing it. But I'm not going to have... Well, I'll still play it that way. I'll play it once a week. Well, I guess. Hey, one of them a week. Yeah, but, he, 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 he. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you should be playing it now at that price, man. It's a steal. Why do you care so much? I don't know, because it's, I, 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 I guess I get aggrieved when you don't play brilliant games when they're available. Yeah, uh, when I start talking about what I've been playing this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but what could be better than To The Moon? Oh, That's... just wait. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so well, let's, as you've done that segue, let's move on to that. What have you been playing this week? Then? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> now we've caught up. Uh, okay, so I, we had the payday play date, which I realized I should have worded it like that on the website. Uh, Stu uh, insisted that we do I a know. payday the heist uh, thing, and then he showed up for the play date, right? No, right. Okay, I have. No, listen, listen. I, I have he got. Was going to, but then he forgot to hit play on. I did it right. I've got. A, <laughs> I have got a very good excuse. Yeah, uh-huh. a very good excuse. I can't wait to hear this. Okay, here's the thing, right? It's like um, uh, my cousin so, Vinny. I can't. I would love to hear this. So you know, you know my daughter Millie. Okay. Yes. And her friend. She was playing Super Hexagon. She has a friend called Holly, right? And I take them roller skating every week, right? That's that's really you were roller skating, right? But listen, listen, listen. It was a special Halloween party at the roller rink on Sunday night, and I'd promised them weeks ago that I would take them to the to the Halloween party. And it had to be roller skate related. I know. Look, I'm sorry. (laughs) It just I, I can't help it. It was. I'm not making it up. Uh, I went as a zombie, incidentally. I did dress up as a zombie. And, uh, yeah, I had blood on my chin and a white face and all that. I tried to make myself look like I'd just freshly eaten someone's guts. Um, I did say to Kay I should get a link of sausages and hang it out of my T-shirt so it looked like my guts were hanging out. Right? And then I actually told you that's a dumb idea. You might scare the kids. No, no, what she actually said was, well, just be careful you don't hang them out of your trousers by mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's definitely your wife. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, anyway, incidentally, incidentally, I didn't do that. Uh, but it was a great night. It was good. There were some good costumes, you know. People were dressed up. Millie was dressed as a zombie bride. So, she had a zombie bride. Um, and I finally found a use... For my free Dead Rising T-shirt, <laughs> I got a Dead Rising T-shirt free, and it was it said I heart 
um, whatever city it was, Fortune City, wasn't it? It was called. I heart, but the heart was a real heart, like it was bursting out of the t-shirt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, so I finally found a use for that, and I and I put some bloody handprints all over it as well, just for extra effect. Yeah, I looked alright. I looked kind of zombie-ish, I guess. Well, you know. Uh, but yeah, it was good fun. I had a good night. So yeah, so, so I do apologise, I know, because I I actually like this game, so I really wanted to play it, and I was like, oh no, I'd forgotten I promised them, but I couldn't get out. Look, when your daughter's looking at you with moon eyes, there's nothing you can do. Sorry. Unfortunately, uh, and this doesn't happen very often, but unfortunately, uh, Duke has had to go. He's had to leave the show uh, tonight to this uh, this particular episode um, because his his dog his dog's not very well, so he's had to just go to rush off to the vet. So um, yeah, I hope yeah. everything's okay with the dog. We hope your dog's okay, mate. He's uh, Tito, isn't he? He's called Tito. His dog. So I think so. Yeah. So I hope everything's all right and. Um, well, I guess we'll find out next week. We'll just crack on with it, you do. We'll, we'll, we'll have to go. Yeah, so we'll be thinking of you, mate. I hope everything's okay. Um, so, yeah, so unfortunately, we were only partway into what uh, Duke had been playing. Uh, but at least we talked a bit about To The Moon, so he'd given his views on that. Uh, but we're not going to have any more of him tonight. So, unfortunately, it's just myself and Mr. Jin. I guess. Hello. That's just me and you now. So, talking of you, Mike, what have you been up to? Sorry. I've got to go, mate. Sorry. Oh, my God. It's just been me <laughs> on my own, a monologue. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, I've been playing Azura's Wrath. Oh, I, now, now, now you see... Now, I mentioned something on our first recording about something weird with the Overseas Connection this week. And this was the other weird thing on that show this week. Because you didn't like... How can you not like this game? It's great. What's the matter with you? Um, I don't like this game because I have taste, Stuart. I because, have taste. Okay. Like, a little bit like To The Moon, okay, uh, this game is more about story than it is about game, I guess. And yep. from listening to you playing it, you didn't really take a lot of notice of the story? Nope, because it's dumb. It's not. It's a good story. This has got a good story. Uh, by Japanese standards, you can almost understand it. Not really. No, uh, you do, honestly. You the can't. game concentrates. I'm telling you, mate. All right. You didn't game... look at any of the cutscenes. How could I you? I finished the game. Yeah, but you didn't look at it. You were... Right, okay. I'm sorry, right? Let's just go back to what you said on the overseas connection. Okay. You said, and I state, you said you were fighting with some dudes in space, yeah, at the beginning of the game, and then you were fighting against them and had no idea why. Is that not true to say? Yeah. And the reason you had no idea why was because you weren't following the story. But it's dumb. It's not dumb. It makes absolute perfect sense because they betray you. That's why you're fighting against them. But who are they? Where are they from? They're gods. They're like gods. You're one of them. Because, okay, so basically, and I can't remember the name of it now, but there's this thing, right, that's sort of infecting the planet. Mantra. Mantra, yeah, that you have to fight and and keep under control, basically. And your task, the Gomas, the Gomas, or yeah, the Gomas, as those gods, your task with keeping these things under control, right, and stopping the population getting killed, in effect. By yeah, I got that. I got that. Bit. Your daughter is like a priestess. Got that, right? What they do is kidnap your daughter and banish you. As a and, and sort of frame you for doing something you didn't do. So they basically frame you and steal your daughter at the same time. 
to fulfil this prophecy to ensure that this Goma don't take over, but it's all a bit twisted, really, what they're up to. So that's the basic premise of the story, and the reason... Still dumb, though. It, no, it's great. I, I really like that game. The, the game relies on so much on what, you see, what you're seeing rather than what you're doing. Um, and, and it's really repetitive. Cutscenes, a quick time event. I'm shocked that you like it so much because the, the, the quick time events are horrendous. And plenty of them. I didn't mind that. No, I liked those because they were kind of cool and they felt satisfying because it was more than just pressing a button. You know, you had to press them at the right time to get the most effect. I don't know. You you don't like quick time events and you don't like the end of Condemned because you had quick time events. But I don't know. But, But what this did well, what I thought it did well is it put the buttons where they are on the pad. Not always. Most of the time, I knew sort Not of what was coming, and it made sense. And it was they—they they weren't traditional quick time events, in my opinion. They are. There's no two ways. To about me, they it. are. I don't know where you. Uh, but I kind of liked them. I just liked them. I, I thought they were interesting, and I loved them. You know, when you pulled one off, it felt satisfying, which quick time events don't normally manage to do. Well, I, like I said, it relies on what you're seeing rather than what you're doing. Um, the combat's stiff. I felt like the combat was pretty stiff. Uh, enemies are very, like, you know, repetitive. Um, bosses are boring, apart from like the odd cutscene here and there where you get crushed to death by a finger. Uh, yeah, that was cool. You know, it just relies on the ridiculous a little bit too much, rather than having a good game there. No, I agree. I mean, again, light to the moon, I guess. It's more about the story than it is about the actual game and the animations. You know, it it looks fantastic. I mean, artistically, it's a beautiful-looking game. Um, but I don't... I can't... I agree with that, either. You what? I thought, what? I, I thought the art just generic Japanese. No, come on. It's generic, mate. It's just, like, none of it... I can't connect to any of it. It's just so silly. <laughs> it's, it's just so dumb, like, and silly, and... I just... I don't... I just I like there's nothing for me to to grab onto at all. Like I just cannot relate to it. You see, I I love the way it was done, like a, C, a TV series. You know, each one was its own little episode. I like that. No, I liked I, a lot of things about it. No, I, I think that's by the way. It's just like a something that I just think is a, a little bit dumb. Again, I don't know. I, I, I just agree. didn't like it. I mean, I agree. Gameplay was probably its weakest part. Yeah, and it relies on spectacle. Like, being like um, like amazing and fantastical and just you know silly nonsense and ridiculous like cutscenes. That's what it relies on. Mm, and I liked all of those. <laughs> no, I didn't like that. I prefer a game where you you know. I mean, I like a story and everything, but like the story so like out there and abstract that I just cannot put relate to it. So I, I need I need more of a game. Yeah, uh, I can see that, but I do. I sort of disagree with you so much as a story. It is an abstract, but it's not. It's not a crazy compared to some Japanese games. It made more sense than most of them do. But you had to have watched the cut. I think because it beats you over the head with it every time, like an episode finishes. And it was previously, next time, you know, it's like, oh god. Just but I like that. I like all that. Keeps on reminding you what you've been doing. Um. So yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, finished that. Uh, the next I have in the post, but I have not started, is Medal of Honor Warfire. Um, but I, I haven't got around to starting it yet. But that, that's it, really. I played a bit more Bad Piggies. All right, how are you finding that? That's good. It's good. It gets hard, though. It gets really hard. It's definitely a, like, a, more of a puzzle game than Angry Birds. 
Um, it's tough. It's, it is not easy to figure out how to do certain things. So, so. what are you, what are you playing that on? Uh, I'm playing that on uh, Ballet Bunny's Galaxy S3. All right. So you're playing that on the, on the old Android phone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I, I heard your conversations regarding the iPad Mini, iPad, yeah, iPad yep, 3, yep. iPad 4, all that kind of jive. Mm. Um, so are you, are you thinking and seriously considering getting one now then? I don't know yet. I don't know. I haven't really heard people talk about it yet, so I'll wait for that. I, I thought it was kind of interesting you saying that the iPad 3 is not much of an upgrade to the iPad 2, but it actually is. Well, it's got a retina display. No, no, it's got a different. It's got a, a quad processor inside it, which the original uh, iPad 2 does not. It's not that much faster. Not that oh, much. it is. It's not. It is. It's not. It's not really worth it. The though. the iPad 4 is less of an upgrade from the iPad 3 than the iPad 3 and 2, if you old iPad 3 is more of an upgrade from iPad 2 than 4 to 3 is. I think, uh, do you realise how silly that sentence was? <laughs> the 4 to 3 to the 2. No, no, uh, let, me, let me put that again. The iPad 3 from the iPad 2 is quite a big upgrade compared to the 4 to 3, if that makes any sense. Equally as stupid. All right, so I, I, <laughs> I think, I think uh, with, with our, our devices in general, it's like skip every other one if you're going to get them. You know, like go from... Like, like to stick to the evens or the odds, whichever one you're on. That's the best way. Because they just come out too often. Because, you know, like, they're all pretty good devices. And uh, I, I still don't know if I'm going to get one now. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird um, that they were sort of, you know, brought out this iPad mini and then priced it quite a long way from the Google Nexus or the, you know, the kindle fire or anything like that you know if they're going to try and compete with those devices they need you know to have it a lot closer in my opinion to the price of one of those i think their their kind of attitude is that the 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 nexus is competing with them they're not competing with it yeah but they've already got a foot in the market for that size of uh, yeah but i know know it's silly but they're they're not apple no i know and i don't disagree with you that just change things but i think a hundred pounds makes a huge difference to people you know, £100 difference in price is quite a lot. If there's one company that can get away with it, unfortunately, as, as sad as it is, I think it's Apple. Well, there was a there was a thing recently, 100 million iPads sold or something like that it was. Like, yeah, a lot of them things in the wild now, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, crazy figures. It's true, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this will be the one that bites them or it won't do as well as they're expecting. Uh, I, th- I, th- I, think, uh, I think it's going to do well still. Like, it always does well. But, um... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which one to pick up, and, uh, and they're expensive, so I don't know if I'm going to at all, to be honest. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, mine. I use... don't do as well as you. You say so. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I, I was kind of funny when you said you you feel a bit left out when you go to meetings because you know your partner's got an iPad and he takes notes on it. But yeah. I think you just look stupid if two of you were sat there with iPads taking notes. Yeah. Well, sometimes you know. Like, um, it looks. You just look cool with an iPad. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know why the team. No, but I'm not. It's not just us two. Sometimes there's like three other people there, and they've all got iPads, and I'm just like sitting there. Oh, left I'm, out. Want an iPad? <laughs> it's a silly reason to get one. I know it is. No, I mean I use mine in the main for checking emails. It's great for that because you can obviously have all your emails in one place, uh, so you can link all your email yeah. accounts, which is cool. I mean, like, I mean, it does a lot of things, but I, I, the gaming aspect of it is a, is a big part, you know, of why I want one as well. You know, oh yeah, 
I miss that on a lot of games, so I feel like you know I could just that's a that's a big chunk, and then obviously it's a it's a it's a it's a computer that I can quickly take from you know place to place. So uh, the calendar the calendar on it's excellent if you need something to set all your appointments and things like that. You know, I'll remind you to Google do so. calendar a lot. So it'll just well, it links directly to that. So right. you can so if you put something in that, it'll automatically like sync it with your Google Calendar. Yeah. So it does have some great functionality on it. You work for Apple. I don't, but, you know, I, I think you'd find a lot of uses from it. Yeah, I think I would. I think you would, and it, it's, it's kind of cool. Buy me one, then, Steve. Buy me one. <laughs> I'll be happy to take one off Yeah, I think, I think it's kind of cool, but it's not quite that cool. You know. Oh, hold up, hold up. We have an update, just as we we're about to move on, which is perfect timing. Uh, apparently, Duke is back. Uh-huh. I know, we've announced that he's gone, and now he's back in. Let's add him back in. Wow. Hello. Hey. Wow, that was that was a bit strange. Uh, we were just we just said you unfortunately had to leave for an emergency because your dog wasn't well and you had to take it to vets. Uh, what's, hap- gonna... what's nah. happening? What's happening? Explain, explain. We don't know what's happening really. He he uh he, he was acting kind of weird and we were really nervous and at one point he had some kind of heat problem once upon a time, but he appears to be doing okay now, so I'm gonna try this again. But if I run away then it's because something else has happened, but I think for now he's stable. So, well, I'll, I hope so. If you need to go, you gotta go. So don't worry. Don't worry. I'll I'll go. But um, I, hopefully it won't happen. But I'm time, here for good. Timing couldn't be better, really, because we've just finished <laughs> what Chinny's been playing. I've just been saying oh, that Azura's wrath uh, relies <laughs> on what you see rather than what you do. Stiff gameplay, stupid story as usual. Stu defended the the story as usual. Why did you uh, get this game, Chinny? <laughs> No, it's rented. It was rented. Why did you pay money to rent it? Yeah, I don't. It's so cheap, and I didn't. You know, like that, I need to fill my list up with some shit. So I just put something. this. Shit up. You want you to be to... able to refute Stu's points with evidence? That's yeah, you have, to, you have to fill up your list with games, and this was kind of left on there. But yeah, I've got true. Medal of Honor Warfighter, so I'll be playing oh. that next week. So that, oh. that's that's more like it. You know, when that came, I was like, "There you go." Because I've you had go. a shit run with Love Film lately. <laughs> So I'm, I've been looking forward to like something. I, sp- I don't know if Medal of Honor is any good, but at least it's more type of more, more type of game. Uh, it's in the right ballpark. Right, so right. Uh, and my friend Marsh um, texted me today saying Medal of Honor is intense. There you go. Intense. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, Feng Chui, I, saw, I, I was watching him play it the other day. I went to drop some stuff off at his house, and he was playing it. So yeah, it looked okay. It looked kind of cool. Yeah, he was on a tank. Scared. He was shooting stuff on a tank. In all, in all fairness, like the first Medal of Honor, well, not I say the first Medal of Honor, like the, the 2010 Medal of Honor was um, was intense at some part. There was definitely one part that was like pretty good, uh, but yeah. most of it was generic, so it, it didn't really stand out. See, but, I think if I play this, I'm not going to play the single player at all. I've reached a point where I'm just like, eh, single player, whatever. I'm into the multiplayer. Well, whether it's good or not, it's knocked off FIFA from the top of the charts in the UK anyway, whatever. FIFA. Well, yeah. yeah, because it's before Black Ops. After, there you go, and it's got Warfighter in the name. <laughs> yeah, it's got yeah. guns and stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, let's pick up where we left off with you, Duke. So, how was Payday the Heist then? So, uh, after the my was excuses for why I wasn't there. Yeah, it was It was fun. Uh, Fumu was there, Johnny Boy 123 and Verbal Rob, they were all there. That was good. Um, the thing that's... The thing about Payday the Heist is it's really hard. It we is. We tried like three different missions and we didn't have any luck with any of them. And then we went back to the very first one when you're in the bank and we managed to do that. And it really wasn't that big a deal. We did that one easy. 
And then we tried the second one again, and we were like, oh, we'll just move one mission at a time. Try the second one. And first of all, it's kind of like the first one's good because you're in the bank and you need to get the stuff out of the thing. And then you go down and you set it to drilling and you wait and you fend off cops while it's drilling. And then it breaks through and you go down to the vault and you kill more cops. And then you hide out and you wait. And then another wave of assault. I mean, you know, it's just you're waiting and then you're fending off police officers. But with the other missions, I mean, I suppose they don't want to make them all the same, but the other missions are like this dude double crosses you and then you're you're chasing him and there's all these hostages in the way and then there's cops and they start shooting at you and then you have to sort of escort the dude and you have so to burn stressful. him out of the car. It, it is, is very stressful. It's which, cool though. It's cool but it's it's uh, you know this is my problem with Left 4 Dead 2. Like it's a good game but I suck at it, I guess. Like even on the easy ver- you know, even on easy mode, it's I found Left 4 Dead to be way too hard. And this game I find to be too hard. I'm constantly running out of ammo and I'm constantly getting shot from everywhere. The cover, it's hard to find good cover and you know, you don't have any decent sights, so you're looking down these iron sights and at a certain point you're trying to shoot people like 100 yards away with a pistol. And it's you're not going to be able to do that. So it's, it's definitely anybody have time for that. It's yeah. definitely a challenge. Um, and they keep on chucking stuff in. So you think you've just about got the measure, and then they'll chuck a sniper yeah. on the roof, and he starts right. popping at you, and you're just like, yeah. ow. Uh, no the two we played was a drug deal gone wrong. That was kind of cool. Have you done that one? Did you play I don't that think one? We did that. Yeah, one was we played the bank as well, and then the other one, and we so close to doing it, and it was just with some randoms online. It wasn't with anyone in particular, just some random people. Um, yeah, I heard you play with a guy named Johnny. I know I It's great to be alive. Woo John she said That would be better if I had a cute. <laughs> <up there. laughs> so anyway So anyway. Uh yeah, and you had to basically it was really it was in different stages and the final stage was you had to basically you were taking the vault which had all of the drug money in it. Which was in like a safe room in a house, and you had to blow the ceiling in, and then this helicopter, and you had to connect the helicopter to the safe to oh, lift yeah, it out. Oh yeah, I saw the description of that. Take the whole room with you. It was brill. It was really yeah. cool, fun, but really, really hard. See, that's the thing. I would. Re- I wish that. I mean, uh, I, look again. I know I kind of suck, but I really feel like this game is made for people. They just need to have more settings on it. Like easy is still very difficult. They need to have a very easy setting. Noob. For those of us who are noobs, noob. I know, right? Why shouldn't um, we get to play these games? It's because a, we suck. It's a bit. It's a bit like a rolling horde mode, basically, isn't it? The way the game works. Yeah, it is. It is. Because it's like waves, and it gives you time in between to get yourself set and everything. And then it's like but that's the other thing is that yeah. like in a horde mode, as soon as the wave ends, you get stocked up with ammo again. But with this, when the wave ends. The wave's just over. And you run over to a cop that you killed, and you go get his gun, you get three bullets. Yeah, oh, that, give you that'll a do me upright. But you have to run around, do a lot of running around trying to collect as much ammo as you can in between, but That's you don't get a lot of time. I feel like if they gave us more ammo, we'd be good. Yeah. But it is a, it is a cool game, and it's, well, it's worth three quid anyway, or whatever it was when it was on sale. Yeah. Um, but yes, if we do another one, I'll definitely be there. So I do apologize as a. I'm trying to do another one anytime soon, but uh, <laughs> I wish we could find out what games are going to be free that weekend ahead of time. Yeah, because you know I mean? there's a few of those, isn't there? Yeah, because they had Left Dead Two for free last weekend. That would have been great because then everybody could play it for free if you have a PC. Anyway, whatever. Moving so, on. Come on, what else have you been? Yeah, playing? Fallout so. Three, the modded edition. Uh, I've been really having fun with this still. 
Um, I'm, I'm mostly just doing the story missions from Fallout 3. I haven't been doing any extra stuff because I want to be at a high enough level so that I don't feel like I'm getting slaughtered because I have this, this fear that if I go do some of these new missions people have made and I'm just going to get obliterated as soon as I step into the new area, you know what I mean? But whatever. Once I get to a certain level, like it's it's cool because there's enough different stuff, you know. Like I've been putting these screenshots up, and um, yeah, some sunsets look really nice and all that stuff. Whatever. Do, do you know? Um, right. Like quite a few months ago, I said there can't be possibly anything left to say about Fallout Three. Can't be possibly <laughs> anything left to say about Four. How could I be wrong? Seriously. <laughs> well, how about this then? Let me put it to you like this: Who would have thought there'd be something you could say about Half Life One? Bang. Yeah, but that's a new version, and it's been changed. Well, isn't this a new and version? That, and, and I've never talked about that on this show, because I never played it when we were doing this show. Whatever, you've played it, though. I have, but I've never spoken about it All on the I'm show. All I'm saying is that these mods, these things that people do out of love for the game, they make it worth playing again. Yeah, but there's a difference between like some of that adds sunsets and a whole a game. Of course, but, but again, like these small changes that they've made to these mods make the game... A, a very different experience. All these new guns I've got access to, I mean, granted, it's, you know, most of the same kind of guns, but now it's got a different name. <laughs> so, there you go. Anyway, come uh, on. Anyway, anyway, those are, that's still fun. And then the other one I got is Dishonored. On Friday after school, we went hanging out. We, we went to the, the pub with the teachers, and uh, we just hung out for a little bit, and then I was on my way home. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get Dishonored. I wanna, actually, I said to the communist video game store, I drove by, and I was like, okay, if they have either Dishonored or uh, uh, Borderlands 2, I'll get it. And they had Dishonored. So I was like, all right, that's it. Let's do this. Let's check it out. And I got home, and I played it for about a half an hour on Friday night, and then Saturday I went back to Fallout 3, and I don't really know why. I just... Uh, I will go back to Dishonored. I like the half hour I played, but I don't why know. do you want to make Stu sad? Dude? I know. Why do you want to make me sad? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not doing it in order to make you sad. It's just look. Well, I've had, I've had right, I've had Chinny dissing on Azura's wrath while you were away. Right? <laughs> what shit, though, dude? Shut up, Christ! Here. It looks really dumb. I played the demo. You were, no, you I didn't. Were, I looked at the demo. Although you liked to the moon, you were a little bit down on it in places, right? And now. You play Dishonored for half an hour and then go back to play freaking Fallout 3. What is the matter with you? I don't know. Uh, there's something. It's Again, I think it's still just that the PC's new. You know what I mean? Steam every day as soon so, as noon. Oh. No, no, let me finish this. Let me just, just when finish. noon happens, I'm like, oh, I wonder what the new game for sale on Steam is. So if you'd have got Dishonored on Steam, you'd have been playing it now. Is that what you're saying? Probably, yeah. Shit. Although, not, maybe not, because I got Grand Theft Auto Vice City on Steam. I got Civ Five on Steam. Yeah, but I they're not new Assassin's games, Creed are they? No, but I haven't played Civ Five. So, I haven't played so uh, 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 just Auto. a minute, just a minute, just a minute, right? So Who you're not me? willing, right? You're not willing to pay $15 for The Walking Dead, which is a potential game of the year. Huh? Right. You get another potential game of the year and play it for half an hour. <laughs> and then I stop. I don't worry. Shit. I know. I don't know what to think about you anymore, dude. You, you just, I don't know. Damn, you, damn, it's, 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 it's a damn. fake. It's a fake. Come on, you know it's You'll a grow fake. You're upsetting me, man. You're upsetting me all the time. I'll reach a point where I'm like, I want to play some new games, and then I'll go back to Dishonored, because I can't play any new games on this thing. The Witcher 2. 
You bloody played that for about three <laughs> yeah. hours. They actually they had that at the Kami Game Shop, and I was like, I could get that and go back to that. But I didn't. No, of course. Of course. Because you've got so anyway, Steam stuff to play. Exactly. And I got all these games. I have so many games I haven't even touched. I know. I but... have sec. Blackwell Deception. But the, fact that you, but the fact you bought Dishonored, you didn't just rent it, right? You bought yeah. it. Exactly. Well, I haven't played Sleeping Dogs in weeks. No, I'm oh, with you. Don't I need That's to go. Killing me. That I haven't even played, played it, Stu. You haven't, you haven't played it. I know. I need to get back to that as well. There's just other stuff comes but up. But to be fair, I have finished four games or something like that in the last two weeks. Well, I finished to the moon. That's true. You should be proud of me. I am. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Let's stop while out, we agree. One out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Exactly. God. So that's oh, no, it. I mentioned that's the word. I mentioned three. You'll be talking about Fallout again now. Ooh. Shut up. Fallout three. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We need to move on. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's everything on your list. I'm guessing you're done. That's everything on my list. And hopefully next week you'll have been playing more Dishonored, and you can give a proper hopefully. view on on what you yeah. about it. Because that view right. was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say anything. It was exactly. <laughs> well, the stuff I played was good. Well, I guess. So, what did you like the best? Just first impression. Uh, I thought it was a little bogus because they had these at the very beginning of the game. There's no spoiler here. Uh, the, the assassins come and you're fighting them off and you're doing a good job of fighting them off. And then this other dude comes and he just holds you in the air and you can't do anything. Why don't they just start with that? Why did they send these other people in? That was because, weird. Because there won't be any other game. Then will they? Yeah, well, that's the uh, setup for the whole game. No, I know, but why didn't they start with putting me motionless in the air and then do what they're going to do, which is what they do? Well, why let me fight off some of them? I only want to give you a chance. Just see what I happens. Guess. Um, what did you think about the hide and seek tutorial? That was kind of cool. Yeah, it was all right. I, I, I think I way overdid it because I went running way far away, and she's like, "Where are you?" And then she's like. All right, I don't. I give up. Come out now. I'm like, no, I'm not coming out. <laughs> I'm hiding from you. Come on, I get. I know because there's no real place to hide. I thought I'd find like a box or something, a bale of hay to hide in. A like box. Ezio, but it's no, not Assassin's I'm, Creed. I know. I'm just crouching behind some railing or something. You can't find me here. I guess. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. Whatever. Well, anyway, hopefully in the coming weeks we'll hear a bit more about this game, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. Say yes, you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, time for this week's indie pick, and we're gonna get, we're gonna get some flack for this because it's on Steam. <laughs> oh, here we Steam. go again! I know. Keep getting flack for the Steam stuff. <laughs> I've yeah. even had. A, I mean, we've had a few covers going. You've changed. <laughs> you play oh, Steam, yeah? Steam games all the time. What's the matter What's with that? you? Um, so, and we've had a, uh, some stuff and comments on the Facebook and comments on Twitter. Yeah. Well, it's just waiting. Yeah. Well, we play anything. We just play good games. We don't care what's on. We just play them. So, well, we used to care. Well, we do. We still do. Still do. Yeah. We play games, not consoles. Guns don't Rabbit. kill people. Rabbits do. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So, let's uh, have the indie pick for this week. All right. Uh, 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 don't, you'll, you'll only make him cry. Don't make him cry. <laughs> I know, yeah. Did you know he dies at the end? Hey, meanie. Indie game review review. Hello, friends. Vlados here. Lately I've been wondering about what qualifies as an indie game. I mean, the kinds of games they feature on Xbox indie games wouldn't get to appear on Steam if you were to kidnap Gabe Newell's whole family and torture them with chopsticks. It simply wouldn't happen. 
the indie games on Steam would all be released as XBLA titles on the Xbox, right? Don't you think? Anyway, this week we're taking a look at Edna and Harvey, Harvey's new eyes. If you're a young child and you like games with really, really, really slow exposition, then this game is for you. The art style is cartoony and cute, and the voices are amusing. Alas, the gameplay is pretty annoying. For example the tutorial requires you to rake some leaves but then the tutorial guy comes on and says, Oh that's an endless task. Maybe there's somewhere else you're supposed to rake so you press the spacebar to see where to rake and it's the places you've already raked. So then you keep raking the stones and the nun gets mad and tells you to go away. Perfectly intuitive. I'm not impressed by this game. Maybe it would be fun in 1996, but right now it just doesn't make sense given all the other more fun games we have to choose from. I don't know who would love point-and-click adventures enough to, oh, now I see why Stu likes this. It reminds him of his precious monkey island. Well, I don't know because I never played that. But I do know that this isn't the next mist. Edna and Harvey... Harvey's new eyes is $20 on Steam, but it's on sale for 25% off until the 1st of November. Dude, I'm saying, would we ever put a $15 Xbox game in the indie reviews? Section 8 Prejudice was cheaper. Vlados out. Hey, ho. Rather unceremonious ending there. It was, it was. I'm, uh, well, well she, she told us what she Well, I'll come to Chinny first, TV. Well, A, did he play, and B, what did he think? Well, see, these are the things, right? Um, I uh, downloaded Steam on my Mac. Oh, yeah. Um, turns out that I needed OS ten oh, to play no. this game. Uh, and I can't uh, update to OS ten. Wait a minute, wait. Go on. What version of the Mac operating system do you have? At the moment, it's... Uh, um, I don't know. It's not Got Lion. It. It's no, not Mountain Lion. It's not Lion. It's it's OS X something. It's um, the one before Lion. Okay. T- um, leopard? Something. Yeah, Snow Leopard or something. I don't know. Who cares? Oh, um, one of those... I don't have 10. I'm like, well, 9 hasn't been around for a decade. So, and the reason why I don't want to update to that is because, I mean, I could, play, I could if I downloaded Steam on my work computer, um, it would probably work because that's got mainline on it. But uh, Final Cut Pro 7 doesn't really work very well with mainline, so I don't want to update it on my Mac. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I just, I'm surprised got... it doesn't work at all on yours. There's no build that... Uh, I don't know, I don't know Steve very well. I had about yeah. like thirteen messages when I went on there, so I haven't been on there for so long. Yeah. But um, I just he just said no, not not compatible with so and so, and I was like okay, whatever. Well, I tried. So I didn't play it, Steve. Sorry, I did try that. Yeah. I, got, I downloaded the demo. I actually downloaded it. I went to play. Yeah. Chini suggested doing Steam games to you know mix it up a bit. It's not working out well, is it? Well, <laughs> I you know I, I thought that I would actually play them. I even I did pick a Steam Play one as well. So. I know, I know, I know you did. But I tried. 
<laughs> Jeez. What can I do? I know, I know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of with Vlados on this a little bit. A little yeah. bit. It looks cool. It's got a nice little art style going on. And the voice acting's kind of cool. It's a little bit like Bastion, I thought, with the narrator, sort of yeah. talking all the time as you're doing stuff. Uh, I don't know whether you got to the end of the demo, Duke, but I did. I did solve all the puzzles and got to the end, and I thought some of the puzzles were kind of cool. Um, I actually didn't know. I got stuck on that first one, and I was like, I don't know. I give up, and then I went and looked at the walkthrough, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Which which first one? The raking the leaves thing? The raking the leaves, and I felt so stupid. <laughs> no, I didn't get stuck the there. Here, look, here... Uh, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll say it in a minute. Go ahead. You finish. I know. That is funny. It is funny. Because obviously, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but it is a bit abstract. I'll be honest. I'll be, I'll agree with you there. There are some of the, one of the puzzles I had to go and have a look thinking, because I got loads of bits of stuff and done loads of little things. And I was like, oh, how well, do, well, do I do all this stuff? And then I didn't realize you could interact with a bush that opened up and showed you a pump. I'm like, ah, but once I'd done that, I knew exactly what to do. And I did have all the bits I needed to do. Yeah. Uh, and there's some funny moments. It has some funny stuff going on, you know, some quite amusing stuff happened. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I was quite impressed with it. But it, I'm with you, sort of £11 is sort of quite a lot of money to pay. Yeah. Uh, when you can get the whole season of Walking Dead for the same price at the moment, more or less. Oh, I wouldn't jump up and down about that, but okay. Yeah, so... Um... <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> I just like getting a rise out of it. I know, really yeah. Um, but overall, I think I thought it was kind of cool. It, it seemed to have a, a kind of interesting story going on. And like I say, I like the narrator thing that hap- that was going on in the background. Every time he did something and he's like, you know, you, Lily's now having to make her way back to the front of the building or whatever it was that she was doing at the time, I thought it was kind of interesting. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, the indie games on here are slightly different to indie games because you're paying a lot more money on here than you are on Xbox Live indie games, you know. Yeah. Too. And they're still classed as indie games, you know. So how are we how are we defining indie games? I don't know if it's an independent developer. Yeah, which these all are. Yeah. Which these all are. You know, and Gateways is on Steam and on Xbox Live indie games, but that's one right, of the few. Right, but I'm saying though, like, and what, there are some games that are on, like... I don't know. There's some games that are on Steam that are on the XBLA, right? See, Limbo's Limbo's an indie game, you know. But Limbo. Well, we on... didn't do that as an indie game review. No, it's on the it's next Xbox Live Arcade release, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm saying. So that's so you're right. No, I'm just agreeing with you. All right, I'm agreeing. I'm not this. I'm agreeing with you, Duke. <laughs> I don't really have an opinion about that whole thing. So. Um, forget I mentioned it. I know. So yeah, that's the indie game this week. It's worth it. There's a free demo on Steam. Have a look if you like point and click adventure games. So the thing uh, I would say is that, like, we should say a little word about game systems. Like, okay, chess has a, a fairly straightforward game system, right? Yeah. And, and you learn how each piece moves, and then there's a few other things you have to learn about, like castling and stuff like that. But by and large, once you learn that game system, you're good. And checkers has a similar game system. It's not identical, but it is, you know, you can figure that out easily. But the thing is with a lot of video games, especially with puzzle games, especially point-and-click puzzle games, each one of them has a different system of things. Like Machinarium has a similar game system to Myst, but it's not identical. You know what I mean? There's some things you can do and some things you can't do. And part of the game is figuring out how that system works. And the thing that bugs me lately about puzzle games is um, there's a certain set of conventions for these point-and-click games. And some things, like, it, it breaks outside the mold. So, for instance, the thing with the raking, um, you have to just keep raking. It, it, you're supposed to rake them into a pile. But then when you do that, 
when you click on the pile, it moves the pile back and forth. And then guy comes on. He's like, it's a repetitive task. Maybe you should rake somewhere else. So you push the space bar to see where you can rake, and it's the three spaces you've been raking. Now, one of them, you scrape the rock. So the nun starts going, ah, stop. But that's what you need to do. You need to get her to tell you to stop raking. So that just it, – it's, it's so counterintuitive. You know what I mean? Like I didn't consider the idea that that thing, which was obviously the wrong thing to do, scraping the rock, was actually what you needed to do. Well, interestingly, there's a moment like that in Machinarium. I don't know how far you got into it. Um, I got pretty far. I don't, I don't there's that. a bit towards the end of the game where you're doing a puzzle – in the way you think you should be doing it, because that's how you're supposed to do it, yeah. but you have to actually get it wrong to get it right. That's interesting. Which, but, you, see, but you quickly figure out that's what you've got to do. See, that's the thing, is how much does the game sort of walk you toward where you need to go? And I don't want to be handheld, but I, I also don't want to be just flailing around, really getting more and more frustrated. You know no, what, what, I mean? that, so, what that... That did in, in machinery was like a eureka moment when you suddenly realized yeah. that you had to do the opposite of what you were doing to actually right, get it right. And right. it was like, ah! And, and it's I think like, cool, did a good, good job of like sort of po- giving you just enough stuff to be like, hey, this is kind of where you need to head. And you could sort of see where they're thinking and where they're wanting to get you to think. Yeah, no, And I, I don't think this game did that as well. I think as well, what I would say, if you, if you want a point-and-click adventure game off the Steam store, uh, you better go in with Machinarium or Botanicula, which is just fat brilliant. Botanicula is just excellent. Is that point and click? Yeah, that's a follow up to Machinarium. That was their next. Oh, that's game. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's okay. it's excellent. Really, really excellent. Yeah. Really great game. So yeah, those are the two I would recommend anyway. But we're back to the Xbox Live indie games next week because Jason Gollaher has been harassing me endlessly to do a game off there. So that's what we'll be doing next week. Wait, who has? Jason, oh, okay. I didn't recognise his name. <laughs> I said no, his name sorry. all weird, and I didn't know <laughs> yeah, sorry. What, what you were talking about. I'm going to say it properly, stupid. <laughs> it didn't make sense. Sorry I mispronounced his name. Come man. on, dude, say it right. Sorry. Yeah, Jason <laughs> has been uh, harassing me, so um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Jason, we'll get I know. To it. Anyway, it, it is sort of time for Chini's News. Um, but I'm going to start off this yes, week because you start that one off. I'm going to start one off. Putting news first. That start one off, not knock one off. Can I just clarify that? Thanks, Jim. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> because uh, Chini hasn't seen much of this news, which is probably no. the biggest news of the week. Um, but basically, it, it all comes down to, and, and to be fair, to be fair, Duke did post this up on the website. So he put it on our website. I am keeping news first. I know, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he put this up on the, on the website. So basically, uh, a guy, a writer named Rob Florence, uh, who worked for Eurogamer as a freelance journalist, um, has stepped down this week. So he's actually left uh, the company or said he's not writing for Eurogamer anymore. And he, he did a regular column there, which he's no longer doing, uh, because he wrote a story about video game journalism being a bit sort of corrupt and influenced and uh oh yeah yeah giving games good press because they get freebies etc um now interesting when duke put up this story uh, there was more to it than met the eye because unbeknownst to me uh two paragraphs had been removed from the original story uh at the request of a journalist who sort of basically said it was libelous 
Um, so yeah. the, so Eurogamer took the step to remove, and that's part of the reason that uh, Rab Florence actually stepped down because he basically said, "Well, I stand by every word that I wrote, and if that's how it's going to be, then I'm not writing anymore." So, so just to put you in the picture, it basically all comes down to Jeff Keighley from Game Trailers, right? This is yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. you know he's described as an industry leader, a games expert, uh, but basically we're sat in between. A Mountain Dew and Doritos advert on one side with a huge Master Chief, and then on his on his other side he had bottles of Mountain Dew and a big bag of Doritos. Uh, now presumably he got paid lots of money to do this for these two companies, and um, I don't know. And, and basically he just found this really really bad. And this was uh, he's the executive producer of the Spike TV Game Awards as well. So yeah, he's a big part of that stuff. Yeah, so he was, and then he sort of goes on to talk about the game media awards where everyone slaps each other on the back and all the PR companies that attend these events and uh, the fact that they give people free PS3s if they retweet hashtags and apparently hashtags, as far as they're concerned, are as good as real advertising. If, like, you know, a big games journalist hashtags something. Really? Yeah, they they see that as, as being as good as sort of paying for advertising. Hmm. So basically what they're doing is giving away freebies, basically. And anyway, I don't know exactly how much this influences people, but there's certain it's it's not as though people pay and then instantly you give them a good review. But it's also not the case that it has no influence at all. And I think that's really the key is that he's arguing that, you know what, there are some problems with the way we, you know, the games journalists are so inundated with stuff and that there seems to be no awareness or, you know, desire to temper that with anything no i agree but i mean in a way i guess you know what we do is is has a bit more credibility because we don't have any of that sort of stuff you know and that's just... the thing is that there's no there's no not even a possibility of or you know there's it's very unlikely that we're going to be influenced by that because we don't take any advertising of any kind so. no i mean we do get pr companies contacting us asking but we always say no uh, we do get as, as i've done reviews for games but i'm always very honest um yeah. You know, and I'll say what exactly what I feel about games. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, but there's more to the story. I think, and this is a this is a trouble unbeknownst to us, uh, because obviously we only put the article up after it had been edited. Uh, but basically, and I'm not going to mention the name of this person, but there's a female uh, freelance writer because we don't want to get into any trouble, which is potential that we could do. Uh, yeah. Under under UK, not so much America, well, but the, right, exactly. It's because the UK libel laws are very stringent, huh? Yeah. So I'm not going to mention any names, but basically, a female freelance journalist's name was mentioned as sort of bigging up the three the free PS3s, and then this person's Twitter page had lots of um, Tomb Raider. Logos. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I like that. Uh, lots of Tomb Raider logos on there, and it was as though this person was being influenced to put all this stuff up. And this person also had on the Twitter profile that they'd worked for Square Enix, which is obviously publishing Tomb Raider. Right. So there was sort of too many, and, and in his article, to be fair to him, he sort of said he wasn't saying this was the case. Well, the fact right, this person right. felt it was okay to take a free PS3 uh, would indicate that, you know, that that they they may be it, potential. It could be some shenanigans. I mean, that's the thing yeah. too is that like we don't really know, but 
people seem so unbothered and so unconcerned with all of it that it's just it's kind of troubling. Yeah. And interestingly, once all this stuff broke, this person uh, set their Twitter account to private so no one could no longer see any of the tweets that they'd made in the past or any that they're making now. And also on the journalist account, it didn't mention anything of Square Enix, even though it did on the Twitter account. And apparently they were sent, Eurogame were basically sent, um, said that this person intended to pursue the matter with her lawyers and made it clear they would not drop it until it was resolved to their satisfaction. Yeah. And the Eurogamer said, after taking legal advice, we decided to remove the paragraphs and apologize to this person. We consulted Rab beforehand. And while it's always regrettable to have to edit a published piece, it was what we had to do and he understood. Furthermore, I've seen a few people suggest the removal of the paragraphs gutted the article, which I do not agree with. I believe that Rab's point is still very clear. Uh, which I sort of agree. To, to the stuff that was removed doesn't change the tone of his article whatsoever, but I do. it does seem kind of sad that the stuff that the news of the world and sort of, you know, and the sun and all these sort of papers seem to get away with printing and doing. Yeah. Um, if you're a games journalist, you can't. I don't know why. I don't know what the difference is between the two. So, I mean, what do you think? I mean, what do you think, first of all, what do you think of all this accusation that there's all this sort of corruption, if you will? And the fact, what's also kind of interesting, even the American sites haven't really covered... Uh, any of the big ones, even including Giant Bomb, who obviously, you know, with Jeff Gertzman's things that happened with him, you'd have thought they would have been the first to step in and give their opinion on this. Yeah, but they're owned by the company that owns um, uh, GameSpot now. Yeah, but it's MVC, apparently, this person wrote for. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just... uh, Not pretty, is it? No, I don't think he does anything at all for games journalism whatsoever, but... No. I mean, interesting. And that's... Uh, sorry, just one thing I will say is that it seems like a lot of games journalists don't really feel themselves as being bound by the rules of journalism so much as they do just kind of like, hey, just kind of hanging out and playing games and doing fun stuff. But, of course, it is a form of journalism and they should take it seriously. I think what's kind of interesting, someone on the comments on the original story had put something like, and I'm trying to remember what it was, oh, I didn't realize these were like professional people who got paid loads of money. I just thought they were just like, you know, like bloggers. Some kids. Well, in some cases they are like, that's you and me, right? Yeah, but we don't get paid to do it, do we? You know, Right, well, that's yeah, that's the difference, of course. You know, and I don't know. I just and and then the other. I don't know whether you saw this in the comments at the bottom, and I, and I almost forgot about this. But what another another game journalist um, wrote that he'd received a free PS3, but he was going to donate it to charity. Yeah, here we go. This is from, and he's he's put it in the comments, so I can't see any reason why we can't read it out. But this this is Dave Cook from VG Twenty Four Seven. Libel, you're going to jail. Yeah, whatever. He says, hi, guys. Dave Cook here. I have to clarify that at the time I didn't see the hashtag thing as an issue. But earlier on, when it was called into question, I saw what people were driving at. I also, earlier today, pledged my PS3 to the Sick Kids Save Point charity, which means it's going to a children's hospital instead. I ain't keeping it. Thanks, all. Dave, and he put, obviously, a thing for his Twitter saying that. But the fact that he felt the need to come onto this article and and say... And we shouldn't have to depend on him like being charitable with stuff because it's not really the question of you know what he does. It's a question of how much these companies are looking to influence the process. 
And you're, you're going to have individuals who will succumb and those who won't. But the point is that there's that close bond, you know, in the same way that Wall Street tries to run, you know, the regulation game and all that. I think what's kind of is someone to put at Dave Cook, would you have kept this if not for this storm in a teacup? I can't help thinking all mm-hmm. games journals will have a PS3, so I would likely give it away anyway. And he said, uh, well, no, I already have a PS3 that works perfectly fine. I would have normally given it away as part of a reader's competition, but my friend suggested sick kids save points, so that's where it's going to. I don't know. In my opinion, if this hadn't happened, he would have never fessed up to even having it. You know, yeah. this, or they'd give him something else, like, oh, how about a year of PS Plus? You know what I mean? Like, there's all sorts of ways he might be. Well, thank you, but no thanks. Yeah, I don't know. I think the fact he accepted it at all is, to me, sort of some sort of guilt. I suppose the fact that he just went, "Yeah, I'll go on. I'll have that. Yeah, thanks for that." You know, mm. I, yeah, I don't know, but it's it's kind of all crazy. But I think it just unfortunately undermines games journalism yet again, doesn't it? And I think I think the biggest thing they're going to lose is a lot of integrity, isn't it? And it does feel like the fact that none of the other big websites are talking about this or really highlighting it or anything would suggest that you know there's a bit of throwing stones in glass houses, isn't there? Really, you know that. Yeah, uh, you know, um, it doesn't make anyone any one of the outlets look good. So um, I could I could see why they'd want to shy away from it, even if they were in- innocent. That, you know, it doesn't make their industry what they work for there, what pays their mortgages look very good. So maybe that's why they've not covered it. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it's, I think it's interesting because, unlike, for instance, right, unlike normal sponsorship. So, for instance, if you take football as, as an example, you know, and and footballers sponsor all sorts of stuff that they probably never have used in their life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you've got you know David Beckham or whoever, you know pretending that he uses head and shoulders for his shampoo, which he's probably never used in his life since he got famous. I'm, sh- became... I'm sure David Beckham has used head and shoulders. He may have done <laughs> when he was a kid, but not since. But it's, it's like in Forrest Gump. Like, it's a little white lie. My mama said it's okay, if I, you know, to endorse a paddle. It was the, my favorite yeah. ping pong paddle or something. You know, and I always That's think this, which, but because the only gain they're getting is, well, it's so hard, isn't it? Because for that company, they're sort of getting the promotion and they're pretending to use the product even if they more than likely never have used that product in their life. Um, but then it's it's just, I don't, what's the difference here? I don't know. It's it's really hard. It's sort of the lines but, but are the thing, I think the difference for me is that I'm not depending on that sports star to tell me anything of importance about his opinion on anything, you know what yeah. I mean? He just yeah. goes on the field and he does a job. Like, that's it. Yeah. But games journalists, you know, they're talking... Exactly. It is about opinion. Or it's about what, what they're covering, what the news is, like, you know, which are the people that are worth talking to. And those things, there are a thousand tiny decisions that get made, and it's foolish to suggest that those decisions that get made have nothing to do with the swag that they're getting. Yeah, but then, on the flip side of that, you, you know, if David Beckham's going, oh, this is the best hair product you're ever going to use, so, you know, use this hair product because it's brilliant. Right. Which may or may not be true because he's obviously saying whatever's is on the script oh, yeah. that he's going to say. And, and right. as a result, you go out and buy that brand of shampoo because David Beckham uses it. Some people do, yeah. Yeah, some people would do that. There's, right. In some respects, there's no difference, is it? Because they may or may not be saying something that's either true or not true about a video game because that company wants you to promote the video game so people will go out and buy it. So, hang right. on, hang on, hang on. David Beckham logs to Retails and Halo 4. <laughs> no. 
But do you understand what I mean, though? He's he's promoting a product and he's saying whatever's on his scripted piece of paper, whether he believes right, it's true right. or not. What I'm saying, right, what I'm saying, though, is that in that commercial, we know that there's a there's an economic agreement going on there. You know what I mean? And it's it's not he's not pretending it's anything else. Or he shouldn't be. Most consumers understand that that's the case. But with a journalism piece, there, there ostensibly is no economic piece involved. It's just this journalist doing his job or her job of, you know, pursuing the stories and trying to bring us the news. And to, you know, again, that economic element com- compromises that in some way. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to. There are obviously, you know, lots of news outlets that take advertising. But I think the point that the article is making here is that there's so little awareness of the fact that that economic, those are economic arrangements are going to have some kind of influence. And people seem so completely overboard with just give me everything you want to give me, and I don't care how it affects my integrity as a journalist. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it comes down to also between what's for personal gain and what's for money to keep the website going on money. Oh, to sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and what's for just for me, you know, PS3 is for me personally. It's not. And right. interestingly, we've in the UK recently, they've introduced a new law uh, for bribery and corruption. Hmm. Um, we could use some of those over here. Yeah. So basically in, in the UK Zing. now, in the UK now, you can be sent to prison or get unlimited fines for, bribing a company to use your services etc if you give them personal gain you know so if you yeah. for instance for instance say you run a big corporate company okay and i do say for instance just an example you run a big corporate company and uh barclays bank come to you and go uh how would you like for you and your family uh tickets uh for a vip suite at the opening of the olympics can you help me with a libor rate too for the, for the weekend, right? Sure, so, why not? So so basically, but they don't they don't necessarily have to say, you know, in return you've got to use us as your bank for your company, right? Right. But they might say to you, you know, you, we can give you this suite of whatever at the Olympics for the opening ceremony for the two days, etc. Go and have some fun, see you later, and that's it. So there's no, but you know, you would know potentially. That they would, you know, expect something in return for that. They're not just giving you that as a freebie, oh, are they? Of course. And I guess that's where it becomes more of a blurred line. And obviously, if that was found out, you could get sent to prison for accepting that, unless they were there with you. You know, unless now they were is there. it? Yeah. And there's like a question of like, how much are you? How transparent is it? Right? Like, how much are you informing the rest of the world that this is going on? Yeah, absolutely. is that part of it? Yeah, absolutely. So that's how basically the new law works in this country. Right. And that's the thing is that like, again, like I say, I don't really, you know, I understand that websites have to make money and that journalism is dependent in some way on advertising unless it's, you know, totally consumer sponsored. But but the question is like, yeah, will you let me know who's giving you some information, you know, some some Mm -hmm. some premiums and stuff like that? Tell the other thing I'm probably getting at. Could this, you know, if someone says to someone, here, have a PS3 on us, right? It could could that not be constituted as a bribe? You know, I suppose, and that's the thing is that yeah, like with the libel laws, like it seems like they're very extreme over there, and uh. um, but the, you know, this this also seems to be kind of a generational thing because it seems like among my students, like we were talking about Snoop Dogg recently, and I don't know if you have seen this ad that he did recently called "Pocket Like It's Hot." Yep, have you seen that? It's yep. 
It's, I mean, you know, Snoop has long since done a lot of stuff that I don't agree with in terms of selling things and, you know, whatever. Like, he did a tweet once upon a time for Toyota minivans, and it was like, these homies know the deal. I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm supposed to take you seriously as, like, a street art guy, but you're talking about Toyota minivans? But the kids don't have any qualms about it. Most of the students are just like, whatever. It's just a way to make money. You're stupid if you don't take it. And I'm like, but but he's an artist. I thought he's supposed to have like integrity and stuff. No, but when money's involved, nobody does do the power of money, isn't it? And the, they yeah. just people will do. I, I I don't know. I just find it kind of everybody crazy. has a price. Stu. Yeah, that everybody has a price to do whatever it's they're going to do. Even Steve Lyon. <laughs> even Sno- <laughs> even See, that's Steve the thing. Lyon. There's a Calvin and Hobbes cartoon where it's like Hobbes asks Calvin, "What's your price?" He's like five dollars and a you know packet of gum. And he's like, I don't know which depresses me more, that everyone has their price or that everyone seems to be so very low. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that this this was going to blow up sooner or later. You know, I think this was always on the cards. You know what I think? What? I think we should move on. Yeah, I think we yes. should. Uh, we're going to skim over these news pieces now. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. This is going to be a long show. Uh, well, for us anyway. Um, quick one. Microsoft subscription model uh, proves to be a success. That's right. Yeah. Really? Subscription yeah. model. Um, yeah, so you, you pay like a lower amount. where you don't get the, the thing all at once, the console. No, pay, it's it's, it's kind of like a phone contract. Um, and Michael Pachter has been speculating again and said that this will probably be uh, the model to come for the, the Xbox 720. Hmm. So it's, it's a kind of like pay a large fee but not the whole fee up front and then pay a monthly fee. And he also reckons that they're going to partner with a cable TV provider. Hmm. So you're paying $99 outright and then a subscription base. I think this is interesting. I think it's an interesting model. I think uh, it's the way things are going to... It's, it's, it's kind of like Netflix, but games. It makes sense. It does make sense. It's going to happen. It's, it makes like, sense. The PlayStation Plus has done it already. So... I think that's the that that PlayStation Plus is going to set the bar with subscription models. Um, you know, you bought, you pay this subscription and you have this you've got this access to this amount of games this week. That was a stroke of genius, I have to say. That Sony took a gamble and did that because it, I think it's worked out rather nicely for them. Other news now. Yeah. Wow. You know um you know those MMO things. They're all free to play. Well, this wasn't very um free for this guy he lost a ship in eve online worth six thousand dollars yeah yeah it's kind of cool. six thousand dollars in real like real money real world Apparently, money the total loss came over to 213 billion isk which is the in-game currency which translates to six thousand dollars apparently on board the ship it was a very small ship and a very fast ship um, it had a lot of valuable blueprints that were worth a lot of money. This guy has broken the record for losing the large amount, the largest amount of, um, I suppose, uh, cargo uh, in a in an online. I, I find this absolutely astounding. You know, when the I read this, the record, by the way, was a thousand dollars. So he's yeah. look, he's he's beat it by smashed six. it. But yeah. what was, what I find unbelievable, right? This this is just unbelievable for me, right? In Eve Online, right, the blueprints he was carrying, there's originals 
and the, within the game there are counterfeit versions of the original blueprints. And Even because Lloyd is the game where they have um, <gasps> economic, yeah, uh, like uh, economic staff, you know, with you know economic degrees, yeah. Figuring out how, the, and the, the and the guys who who made this and run it right, they they're they love it when people are trying to fiddle the system. They absolutely love when that stuff's going on. They like yeah. it. They like all that stuff. Um, but yeah, apparently there's original blueprints in the game, and he had the originals on his ship of a load of different things for blueprints. Uh, and and the counterfeits aren't worth hardly anything in in the game. And there's counterfeit versions of these things because it just like in real life, you've got the originals of something. It's worth way more than. You know. Than a print or a counterfeit. Well, yeah, quite amazing. Six thousand dollars worth. But he thought he was fat, and he went through some dodgy space in the game. Thought he would get through a rough area. Yeah, got got shot down by two of the ships, even though he thought he was fast enough to get through unnoticed, and because he was small. No good. No good. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, oof, he must have cried that night. That's all I can say. Very obvious news now. Uh, playing games before bed is bad for you, according to science. Not to science professors or anything. Just science. Um, <laughs> they, they did an experiment with 17 teenage boys who played violent video games for 50 uh, minutes before they went to bed and 150 minutes before they went to the bed. Uh, before they wet the bed. No, they didn't wet the bed. Um, <laughs> that was if they are playing amnesia. Before they went to bed. And the, the, the kids that went to bed only playing 50 minutes before they went to sleep um, fell, to, they fell asleep a lot quicker uh, they had a dream sleep for a lot longer. Um, they had a better night, a better rest. Uh, the peop- the kids that played a longer time before they went to bed, their minds were more active. It's totally obvious. Uh, the brain's more active, uh, more to think about. Get over it, Jesus Christ, science. Um, <laughs> no, I I I had this because when I when I played uh, I the original. Yeah, the original Gears of War, I used to play that absolutely loads and loads and loads, right? Believe it or not, I used to play a lot of that game. And I know I don't play much multiplayer now, but that's part of the reason I don't play as much multiplayer now. Uh, because I couldn't switch off. I was going to bed and I was dreaming about frigging Gears of War maps at night. Um, I was the same. I was yeah. the same. I used to have like Awful. Gears of Dreams. I did. Um, Awful. Uh, not so very much good news now. Zynga has lost $160 million this year so far. Yeah, they're in the shit, aren't they? <laughs> they're in the shit. This includes uh, a loss of $52 million over the past three months. Jesus. So, uh, yesterday, Zynga laid off 150 staff and shut down 13 games. We still don't know exactly which games were shuttered. I've reached out to the community for clarification. This is via Kotaku, by the way. Um, that's not to say they're falling apart. As the company knows its financial report today, they're still controlling half of the top 10 games on Facebook. Words with friends, Zynga Poker, Bubble Safari, Chefville. Let's just pause this podcast for a limit and think about what I've just said. <laughs> Chef. Chefville. Chefville. And Farmville 2. Um, so Zynga in trouble. But having said that, as we know, Facebook games are on the decline anyway, so they won't be making as much money from those as they were originally anyway. Are they on the decline or have they just plateaued? I think it's a bit of both. I think they plateaued, but I think also, look, I mean, you know, words with friends and stuff like that, you know, draw something. The flash is in the pan and that's the trouble with those sorts of games. I think words with friends is a little bit more than a flash in the pan. 
No, but draw something. Look at that. You know, people. No, no, no. I'm not talking about. Did I say draw something? No, but I think words. I think you'll find the amount of people playing words with friends now will be a lot less than it was at its peak. You know, I think it'll have started to do any game. Yeah, I agree. Um, This is uh, Stu. Stu only Stu cares about news. No, Uh, no, no. no, Just a minute. No, before we get on to that, how how is Zynga going to fix this problem? They've come up with a plan, haven't they? I don't know. I've clicked off the story now. No, the next story (laughs) down. I, I, haven't, I haven't read that. Yeah, well, there's the next read story it now. now. Yeah, read it now. Not on the notes. You read it. You're there. <laughs> I'm reading it. Uh, basically, the way you're going to fix it is because they're going to get into online gambling, of course. That's going to fix everything. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, it might give them some market, you know, some, some revenue streams that they didn't have before, but it doesn't seem like a long-term sustainable option. But apparently they're going to bring Farmville to online gambling. That's how they're going to fix what? it. Now, what, what is, uh, what's the connection there? I have no idea. But apparently it's going to be like a Farmville. You, you can grow this farm? No, no. It's going to be, <laughs> apparently it's going to be like Farmville themed slot machines. Bet you $10 you can't grow corn. Yeah, so you get three rows of corn, I guess, and then you win. Who knows? Ching, 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 ching. That's right. it. Only Stu cares about news now. Yeah. Gear Astro Artist is working on an open-world stalker-like game without weapons. Cool. It's going to be great. I am not going to bother even talking about it. Oh, <laughs> come on. Oh. It's hardly news. He just talked about it on some podcast somewhere. I mean, who <laughs> listens to gaming podcasts anyway? Exactly. Losers, that's who. It's going to be great. It is uh, only very small. Don't let me your ass! Top selling console games of 2012 are revealed for Europe, US, and Japan. So, we'll very quickly gloss over these. Japan! Thank you. Uh, in Europe, bear in mind, this is not just the UK. This is UK, Germany, France, Spain, Italy, Netherlands, Belgium, Ireland, Portugal, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Austria, and Switzerland, just in case you want familiar with Europe. Um, yes, the top selling game is FIFA for the PS3, FIFA 13. This is between January and September 2012, by the way. Um, uh, The top three selling games are all FIFA. Um, (laughs) The top two are FIFA 13 for the PS3 and Xbox 360. Uh, Xbox came in second. And third is FIFA 2012. How funny is that? Yes, us Europeans really love our football. Um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 was number four. On the PS3. That's just weird. Super Mario 3D Land was 5 on the 3DS. Just Dance 3 was uh, 6. Mario Kart 7 was uh, very comfortably at 7. Gran Turismo 5, which tells you that this was a European chart. Because if this was just a UK chart, this would be very different. It would. Mario Kart at number 9, Uncharted 3 um, at number 10, Battlefield number 11, Battlefield 3 that is. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Jesus Christ, what are we doing? On the Wii no less, uh, Wii Party obviously, uh, Mario Party 9, Super Mario Bros. 2, FIFA Street 4 made it up there, FIFA 12 on the Xbox 360 made it at 17, Mass Effect 3, which is I suppose one of the first credible games you can put up there. Uh, made it at number 18 on the Xbox 360. Assassin's Creed Revelations, which is awful, uh, made it on 19 on the PS3. It's Max not, Payne 3. It's not awful. It's just not as nothing new or anything exciting. Compare it to the others, it's not great. 
But Max Payne 3 um, uh, made it at number 20 on the PS3. Yeah. Uh, the, the charts are very different in America. Uh, the top two games <laughs> are Madden. Uh, the, first, the top one is on the 360. The second one is on the PS3. I'll tell you what, that EA Sports division must be rubbing their hands every year. Number three, Borderlands 2. On That's the nice three, to see. Uh, Just Dance 3 is number four. Mass Effect 3, number five. Modern Warfare 3, number six. Uh, NBA 2K12 on the Xbox 360, number seven. Modern Warfare 3 on the PS3 on number eight. Mario Kart 7, number nine. Skyrim 10. Wow. Ghost Street on 11. Uh, Mario Party 9. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, MBL, uh, MLB, sorry, the uh, 12, the show. Uh, number 12, Battlefield 3, 14. NCAA Football 13 at number 15. Uh, Mario, sorry, Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, more NBA shit. More Mario shit. <laughs> this is uh, Bill, this. Number 19. Zumba, Zumba Fitness 2. <laughs> Party yourself into shape. At number 19 awesome. for the on Wii. On the Wii. Oh, my God. And some more of Mario shit on the end. Uh, for Japan. Japan. Wow. What a chart. What wow. a chart. Japan. Number one, Pokemon Black. Number two, Pokemon White. Uh, number three, Mario 2. Mario Super Bros. 2. Whatever. Number four, Dragon Quest Monsters. I don't even want to finish off that title. Uh, number five, One Piece Pirate Warriors. What is that? I'm guessing it never came out uh, over here. Number six, Resident Evil 6. Number seven, Mario Kart 7. Number eight, Section 8. No, only joking, Dick. Uh, number eight, Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, more Dragon Quest, more Monster Hunter, more games that I don't give a fuck about. Do you about. know what's amazing with the Japanese charts, right? There's only one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven. Out of the whole top 20, there's only seven games on the console and the rest are handheld. They are one handheld nation, aren't they? They're holding things in their you, hands. You play, on hand, you play on your iPhone all the time, Stu. I do. And your pad and your I daughter do. plays on them too. I do. Uh, I think we should gloss over the next one and maybe save it for next week, Stu, because it's, it could be a discussion. Yes, yes, we can leave that. Single That's player nice. gaming. Yeah, and we've got another discussion uh, further down, but I'm hoping for a few more uh, people on the poll first, which we'll mention at the end of the show and try and get a few more people to vote on that one for us as well. Okay, so we'll leave that one for next yeah. week. Um, Assassin's Creed 3 is going to be fueled by in-game microtransactions. I think this story is slightly exaggerated in this story. However, um, it has been revealed that uh, there will be some microtransactions more to do with the multiplayer in Assassin's Creed 3 than anything else. Uh I'm guessing you can buy bundles of Ed. I mean, I mean Euro Dito credits. What the fucking hell is that? I'm, it, it's, it kind of reminds me of like those crates you could get from Mass Effect Three, and you'd like buy one of these credits, and then you can unlock sorts of crap. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm guessing it's for you know the multiplayer, and you can upgrade characters, skins, all that stuff. Um, and even further down, it says similar to the multiplayer packs that was. I love, I love the description that was put on Xbox Live, which was buying this pack will grant you erudito credits in game, allowing you to acquire some game items disregarding your current level. <laughs> so it's like you can get all this cool stuff, and you don't even have to be the right level to use it. You'll be fine. Yeah, talking about money, 
Uh, oh shit, I'm going to spend lots more money news now. Steam's Halloween sale scares the prices off Dead Space, Amnesia, and more. This is via joystick.com. Uh, there, there is a, another sale on, Hall- uh, on Steam, the Halloween sale. We, Duke briefly mentioned it. Uh, some of the deals are Dead Space 1 and 2, Left 4 Dead 2, Fear 3, uh, Bioshock 2, and Amnesia uh, for $5. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know whether we mentioned this. We may or may not have mentioned this earlier, right? May or may not. But The Walking Dead's on sale too. Did I mention that? Yeah. <laughs> the Walking Dead's on sale. Did yeah. Mention, huh? Did you mention, yeah. Mention it? Yeah? No? Yeah? Uh, yeah? Achievement news now. So, Medal of Honor... Warfighter achievements not unlocking properly, apparently. Several players have been having trouble unlocking certain Medal of Honor Warfighter achievements, according to the game's forums, uh, specifically the Global Warfighter's achievement awarded for unlocking a soldier from each unit and the War Chief achievement awarded for unlocking all soldiers in the multiplayer. Um, will not unlock when requirements are met. The majority of complaints seem to center around the Xbox 360 version of the game, though the problems have been reported on the PS3 as well. For the moment, there doesn't appear to be a solution or a workaround. We have contacted EA for a comment, but they've done jack all. Um, so I'm guessing there's going to be an update soon. Yeah, can I just mention as well, there's been a bit of this recently as well, hasn't there? Um... Borderlands 2, there's a virus. Have you heard about this? No. Yeah, there's a virus within Borderlands 2 that erases your save file. Huh. And apparently it's because of hackers. Uh, some people who, hack, who are hacking or playing hacked versions of the game, if you end up in a multiplayer game with them, it passes on the virus to you unbeknownst to you, and when you try and start up the game again, your save file's disappeared. So it loses save file. Now, they are trying to work on a fix at the moment, but the the advice uh, from Gearbox is to not play with anybody you don't know. So only play with people you trust. Because chances are you could end up in a game with one of these guys and lose your save file. So you careful, go. people. Careful. Of course, this wouldn't be a chinny new segment segment uh, without some Rockstar news. So, Rockstar news now. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas has been rated by the ASRB uh, for the PS3, which means... Grand Theft Auto San Andreas will be coming to the PlayStation Network store very soon. I believe it. I, I, by the way, I believe it's Vice City as well, isn't it? Uh, well, that was already rated, though, so we know. Oh, was it? Ah, yeah. okay. So that's an additional one, then. So we knew. So it's gonna. I'm guessing there's gonna be some kind of bundle. I hope that they release like three Vice City and San Andreas all in one disc, which is very Rockstar-like, by the way. Yeah. Um, I would, I would uh, guess they would do that because they recently released like a Rockstar collection which featured Red Dead Redemption, uh, Liberty City Stories, LA Noir, and one this. So I'm guessing they would. It seems like they're PS3 exclusives though, but Liberty City Stories was an Xbox 360 exclusive, then they released that on the PS3. So it could be for anything. It's cool. a minefield. Cool. Um, so expect a collection of the, the three classic Grand Theft Auto games. Coming soon. Very soon. And that is it for the new segment this week. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that. And, uh, yeah, I guess we better move swiftly on uh, to the emails for this week. Whoa. That rules. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. It's time for email. What yep, so the, the 
The first one we have is from Sean Anderson. And he's entitled this one, LucasArts Junkie. Junkie! So he says, Sup! Never trust a junkie. Sorry. Sup! 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 Uh, I'm a huge LucasArts junkie. Their games don't even have to be good for me to play them. Right now, That's I'm... good, because some of them aren't. I'm playing Star Wars Racer Revenge for PS2, Shit. Jedi Academy on my Mac, and the original Dark Forces for PS1. Crap frame rate. Shit. My favourite titles are the Monkey Island games, Star Wars Racer, it's so bad, yet it's so good. Dark Forces 2 and the original X-Wing and TIE Fighter Sims. Although, classic. Although I haven't been able to get those running in ages. Some of their games that I love playing but probably shouldn't are Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, Total Garbage, Shadows of the Empire, an awful N64 port that hardly works, Jedi Power Battles, way, way too hard, and Super Bombad Racing. It's kind of a kind of racer that sucks. What can I say? I'm a crazy Star Wars fan and I'm obsessed. Do you have any favourite LucasArts titles? Their games have kind of stunk even more than usual lately, which is kind of a shame. I um, I I liked Force Unleashed. I played... For some reason, I liked The Phantom Menace, um, the video game, not the film, uh, on the Dreamcast. Me and Marsh played the crap out of that game maybe it's shit maybe it was messed up in the head or something when we played it don't know maybe maybe this is possible maybe um uh, Luke Soft games Luke Soft Battlefront games. 2 was awesome the first one was good too yeah yeah the, the first one was good as well yeah mm. um and uh yeah uh, also um they did correct me if I'm wrong but they did Mercenaries didn't they Playground of Destruction Pandemic was involved in that, but I thought LucasArts was involved too. I could be wrong. Uh, I thought EA published that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I like all the Monkey Island games, so I can agree with him. There, they're they're cool. Yeah. You know, they were they were great. There we go. Uh, developed by Pandemic Studios and published on January 11, two thousand five, by LucasArts. Booyah! Booyah! There you that go. That was a beautiful game. Man, that was awesome. Do they have that on Steam? Oh, God. Because <laughs> you can't play it on the console. That's the thing. You cannot play Mercenaries Playground of Destruction on the console. But you... it's only a console game, so never mind. Jesus. What, what do you like? I'm, you sure, like? I'm sure you'll find a way. Uh, oh, I should get it. Uh, whatever. Go ahead. Anyway, next email is from Jason <laughs> And It's called Clavius. Narcissi, the real life zombie. Oh, Clevius. Is it Clevius Narcissi? I don't know. It's a weird oh. name anyway. Uh, basically, it says story for Halloween episode. Zombies aren't real, they're just in video games. Bullshit. Ever read the book The Serpents in the Rainbow? I know, but I've seen the film. Uh, man drugged by plantation owner with Stu's cucumber pufferfish and frog poison to seem dead buried by fooled family dug up by plantation on a drug constantly and forced to work in the fields. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, basically, this dude, right, this, there's this dude called Clevius Narcissi, the real-life zombie, and apparently, um, it was a man from Haiti 
who had been ill for quite a while. He had systems in aches and fever, coughing up blood, all that kind of stuff. In 1962, he went to the hospital where he, he rapidly worsened and then was pronounced dead. His body was identified by his sister. He was buried the following day. And then 18 years later, his other sister, Angelina, was walking through a village marketplace when a man who identified himself as him approached her. He told her in perfect accuracy of all the symptoms he had experienced just before he died. He also said that even though he was not able to move or speak, he was still aware of everything that was going on after he was pronounced dead and could also feel the sheets being pulled over his face. He was even awake when his coffin was nailed shut and he was buried. In addition, he was able to tell mm. her the nickname he had received as a child. Mm. He claimed that his coffin was eventually opened by a boker, a sorcerer. <gasps> he beat, bound and gagged him and he also gave him a paste made from a weed known as datura, which can cause hallucinations and memory loss at certain levels. He was then taken to work on a sugar plantation alongside many other zombie slaves for many years. He worked on the plantation from sunrise to sunset until one of the zombies finally killed the boker, and as a result they were released from enslavement. He then regained his sanity back since he was no longer receiving the hallucinogenic drug that he was being used to control him. And then he spent the next 16 years wandering throughout the area and wrote numerous letters to his family, although he never received a reply from any of them. There you go. There and you that, go. Was, that was what was later recorded in the book The Serpent in the Rainbow, which was made into a film. Well, he had his shirts. So there you are. Halloween story there, courtesy of Jason. Of thank course. you. So thank you for that. And uh, yeah, next one up. Here we go. Uh, this is entitled First One. First One, we like that. First one. First one. Uh, and it's from Neil Stentiford. Neil Stentiford. And he says, hey, dudes. Hey. Hey. Uh, first time I've emailed a podcast or anything, so I'm not sure of the etiquette. Um, uh, first of all, it was, was there cash in this email? Did they PayPal? No, there wasn't. Money? But he sent me a free uh, PS3. Does that count? Well, that's good etiquette then. Is that good etiquette? Yeah. Uh, I, I sort of replied and said, well, there isn't really any. Have you not heard some of the stuff Jason sends us? <laughs> yeah, really. There you go. Uh, just wanted to share a couple of links on YouTube. I thought the Mighty Duke may appreciate. Uh, love the podcast, by the way. Don't want to, don't want to come across as an ass kisser. Uh, just wanted to let you know that the free time you guys give up is so much appreciated. Much love, Gamertag, MC, Parker, WHUFC. You know what? This kind oh, of irritates man. me a little bit. Hang on a second. What makes him think that we don't want our asses kissed? Yeah, I know. I agree. Have we ever given that impression? I've not. I mean, I don't think I have. Yeah. Pucker up, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you very much for your email. That's very nice to hear. It is, it is. Uh, but basically, it's a video of um, Jedi Mind Tricks, Trail of Lies, New World Order, uh, huh. which I haven't watched. I'll be honest with you. I've not watched either of these. I haven't had the time, so I do apologize. <laughs> but thanks Here, for wait. the email. Jedi Mind Tricks what? Uh, Jedi Mind Tricks. One's called Jedi Mind Tricks, um, Trail of Lies, New World Order. Lies, New World Order. Okay. And then the I other like that I'm a good group. And then the other one's GTA 4, Richard Bastian Show, Hilarious. So there you go. So there you go. So have a look at them, Duke, and you tell us what you think next week. Because well, that, that, that last one is just the radio show. Ah. Uh, just the radio, one of the radio shows in there. Uh... Oh, is that in GTA, is it? Yeah, yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah, they are kind of funny, guys. So there you go. So thank you very much for that. And uh, send us some more. Send us different emails. We like emails. Um, Turn it 
what? I've heard that. That's from uh, the History of Violence album, which is good. Um, yeah, it's about the media and stuff. I don't, I, you know, he goes a little far with this New World Order Illuminati thing, but whatever. John Montrex is a good group. I like him. Very good. Uh, yeah. Okay, and then Jason Gollaher, yeah, sends us. He's, he seems to have split him into three emails a week now. So we got another one off him. This one's for you as well, Duke. This one's Ooh. for you, Duke. Thank you, everybody. He's showing me so much love. I know. Uh, Feature top ten funniest poop scenes in a movie. Uh, really? <laughs> really? I will forward that one to you. So thank you for that, Jason. Of really? <laughs> oh, my God. And then he sent another one. Describe your latest poop using a movie title. <laughs> what? I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then yet another one. This one was a proper email. <laughs> but, but I don't know how we sort of say proper when we're talking about Jason because I don't know what proper ever really is anymore with him but he says this I wish my cat had four legs okay now we shouldn't laugh because this is true his cat only has three legs so this is I had a dog with only three legs this is true he says uh, every time she used to try and bury something it would result in failure unfortunately she gave up on burying things before we adopted her, she had evidently been a little too curious, as she only has three legs. So we bathe her often. Sometimes I wish she were a golden dog or the Easter bunny. I love Easter eggs. What is your favourite in-game Easter egg? Did you see what he did there, the segue? I see what he did. To me, the deer in Castle Crashers has quite the production. I know you wouldn't consider that an Easter egg, but I do. Hey, I know what's in the cube, and it isn't an Easter egg. The final digger gets a chance to help create 22 cans next game. What would you create? Stu, put on your roller skates and pull Bill Murray. I mean Duke out of the pool. I'm waving a white flag made out of toilet paper, of course, sent from my set of Caddyshack. So, favourite Easter egg in a game? Um, hmm, I don't know. Jenny, you go first. I'll think of one when you're done. Uh, uh, the only kind of cool one I remember seeing was um, in Half-Life 2 Episode 2 there's a room dedicated to the Lost yes that's, oh, yeah, that's I true yeah, yeah. That uh, I like that one because I loved Lost at the time so I freaked out there you go there you go uh, I've had two lately one was in the Unfinished Swan uh, which I don't really want to say what it is because it's quite a recent game and I don't want anyone to sort of miss it because it was kind of cool uh, but you look through a telescope and see something a bit unexpected that's all I'm gonna mm. say. But yes, that, that was kind G-bus? of that was kind of impressive. I like that. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Is it a scientist? It's not a scientist. And there was <laughs> within to the moon a great Easter egg on the phone, which I thought was brilliant. Which you cannot remember, which I'll remind him of when we finish recording. Because I know, right? What's it up was with that? awesome. Uh, and that was a cool little Easter egg, and I uh, like really, really like that. Uh, that was one of my favourite bits of the game. It made me chuckle because there was a lot of sadness in that game, so it was nice to have a chuckle. Uh, what about you, Duke? So uh, these aren't necessarily Easter eggs, but on since I'm playing Fallout Three, in a lot of the Fallout games, well, Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas, the two I've ever played, uh, there are these terminals that you'll find like in an abandoned office building. And they'll have sometimes they'll have really funny things. Like this one had this whole back and forth between the, this guy and this girl about like come over this weekend and I'll have the whipped cream and you bring the accordion and and all this stuff. And it's just like this really weird sexual stuff. 
but uh, you know you learn about it through emails and it's just really cool it's really well done so i really like those i don't know they really qualify as easter eggs because they're right out there in the open but they're still pretty you know you have to dig a little bit for them so. the one i remember which have, i never actually experienced because i never played the game but was in just cause 2 they had the lost hatch on an island in that didn't they oh yeah that's right so that was kind of cool there's, well, a, there's the lost island right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, the whole island with the hatch yeah. on it. And if you flew uh, over the island you're playing, it would go. And down. also in the Riven in Riven they put like pictures of their kids in and stuff. That was kinda creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's loads of cause Oh, and there was one in uh, Riven, sorry, too, where Gain was singing the opera. That was awesome. Cause the guy who played Gain was like uh an actual opera singer. So he was just really cool. Oh, here we go. I got it. YouTube comes through. Actually, it's Daily Motion that's coming through here. But give me a second, and I got it right here. Well, you're not doing a poo while we're recording the show, are you? Doing a poo? Yeah, oh, da- I got in a Daily Motion. Right. Because the dude's like a classically trained opera singer, so he's really cool. That's really. I just I remember finding that. I was like, oh my god, that's awesome. There you go. Uh, But yes, Jason will be proud of you passing a daily motion on the show. And yes, next email. And yeah, sort of a confession for me, I guess. Uh, But it's called Pumpkins. It's called Pumpkins. Okay. And he's from Nick Abbott and he says, Hi guys, this one's for Stu. I know you like your pumpkin carving, so when I saw these, I thought you might get a kick out of these. Keep up the great work on the podcast, guys. From your friendly neighborhood, Wookie, Nick Nitrous. Thank Uh, you. And he sent me some pictures of some cool pumpkins. One's a puddle turret. Looks cool. Uh, one's... He's still there. Yeah, one, yeah, that's right. Uh, one's some sort of cartoon character, comic book characters. And then there's a couple of others. Now, the, the sort of confession I've got, right? Because every year, you know, I do pumpkins. I like doing my pumpkin carvings and trying to do cool stuff every year. And I was going to put it out to people and go, what do you want me to do this year? I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. But... I booked to go away and didn't realize the first date of going away was Halloween night, so I won't be doing. Oh, any, yeah, no pumpkin. Are we traveling on All Hallows Eve. I am. Well, we're away on on the actual night, but yeah. So yes, I'm, out, you know. I'm kind of sad that I'm not doing it, and I, I only realized after I booked it that I booked um, Halloween night away. So save myself some money on giant pumpkins though this year. So save me some money on that, I guess. But there you go. So no pumpkins this year. I'll have to have a year off and come back with something cool next year. So. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And give us pictures. And the final one. Here we go. Uh, final one is from Seth McNitt. He must have, uh, you know, hey, must have forgiven Seth. us. He's forgiven us. And he co- he's called this at the buzzer. At the buzzer. He says... Oh, wait. Here, I have an actual buzzer. I don't have to just make the noise. And to be fair, I received this one hour ago, so he's bang on time like he normally is. Oh, yeah. One hour ago. And he says this. Dear Stewie, Mikey, and Dookie. <laughs> Dookie. Dookie. It's good he's in for duty. Uh, your concern over my potentially wounded feelings was genuinely touching, Stu. But let me assure you that it wasn't at all the case. Just very busy with school and the play and all. I laughed out loud at the first mention of Seth McTitt. Please fire at will. It takes quite a bit more than this podcast is likely to produce to offend me. This week, I finished Deadlight on XBLA. That was a good game. Period. There are plenty of games that I've personally enjoyed over the years where I can still see why someone else might not especially care for them. I can't quite wrap my head around why you average gamer wouldn't like Deadlight, though. 
The voice acting is dreadful, as previously mentioned. Get past that, though, and you're left with a truly compelling experience. The visual presentation, sound design, and steady gameplay all come together to create something truly unique and worthwhile, in my estimation. It's far more rare than it should be for a game to check off the boxes of being both emotionally resonant and fun to play. Deadlight is one of those games. I also got myself a Steam code for Puzzle Agent from Telltale Games of The Walking Dead fame. Wow, it's really very good. Great in short bursts all long. That's another game that just gives you genuinely unique vibe. Really funny and the puzzles are genuinely very good. I absolutely recommend it. Played some more Syndicas as well. Still enjoying it. My brother just picked it up on the cheap, so we're going to give the co-op a go. We've also been playing some Gears 3 Horde mode over the weekend. Man, that's a good game. I've always been a casual Gears fan at best. It's strange, though, as huge and hyped as a game as Gears was, I think it might qualify as one of the most surprising games of this generation. Just the sheer massive leap in quality of control and presentation is astounding. Every time I play it, I'm surprised all over again just how good it is. Who would have thought that a Gears of War game would ever be so colourful and engaging beyond the basic stop-and-pop gameplay? Major kudos to Epic. Any guesses where Cliffy B will land? Will he join an existing team to head a new project or just start his own company from scratch? Well, I'm being a bit long-winded this week and running short on time, but I did want to briefly touch on the article Duke posted by Rob Florence on Eurogamer, which we've actually discussed uh, quite at length tonight. Actually, I might submit an editorial for the site if you guys are all right with it. haven't written any articles since the demise of Guy's thing, so I figured it was high time to do so anyway, so just let me know. Well, of course you can, and I will reply as such. Yeah. Hope, it, yeah, hope it's all well with you guys and all of the community. Cheers. Seth McShit. Ah, <laughs> I see what he did there. I see what he did there. Uh, thank you very much for that. And yes, of course you can. And I will email you now so you'll get this email from me now, way before you hear the show. But uh, thank you. Oh, my God. I know, the fourth wall and all that stuff. Uh, so thank you for that. And that's all the emails this week. I say all the emails. We've got quite a few again. We're getting... All the emails. Keep them coming. If you want to email the show, it's podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. It is as easy as that. And you'll get yours read out as well. I read everybody's. So I don't uh, edit. Everyone's gets read, as they say. Everybody. But you can also Everybody. contact us on other stuff because we have this thing called the Facebook. So you can, should contact us on there as well, which is also Veteran Gamers. Now... I did put a question there this week, right? Because it's been a bit quiet, right? So I thought, I know. I'll put a stupid question and just see how much uh, we get. So if we try and put something serious about some news story, like a few people look at it, right? If we put something stupid, everybody looks at it. Okay. Yeah, people want to talk about stupid things. Okay, so here's a question I put. I'll ask you two guys first, and I'll tell you what everybody else thought. So, which is the best time machine, the TARDIS or the DeLorean? The things in primer. No, 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 no. That wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm begging the question. I'm challenging the assumptions. Right, I'll come to Chini because he'll be sensible. Chini, the DeLorean. What do you think? I, I would. But it is the DeLorean because it's cooler. Yeah. Yeah, but you've got a TARDIS is a little box, yeah. foam box. We've got to have a justification as to why it's the best, why it's better than a TARDIS. Gave you a reason it's cooler. Aesthetics are important. The way I see it. If you're going to do some time travelling, you might as well do it with some style. Yeah, but come on. You've got to think about the practicalities. Laura Crow from Back to the Future 1. <laughs> you've got to think about the practicalities of this, though, haven't you? Because you need a long stretch of road for that. The TARDIS, you can like do it from anywhere. Roads. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Where we're going, we don't need <laughs> Great comeback. Touché. Touché. 
But the thing is, the TARDIS is, and I know the Duchess is going to say, but you know what? The TARDIS is so convenient. It's too perfect and easy. It can go everywhere. It can go all through time and jump around and whatever. And just, I don't yeah, know. But how, yeah, but how cool is it that it looks small on the outside, right? Yes. But then when you go on the inside, it's ah. huge. You know what I mean? I mean, yes. that's, that's very cool. There's no doubt about it. But it's unrealistic is the thing. Well, of course, it's not even. It's a time machine. It's, it, it's, How can you have an unrealistic time? Oh, exactly. What does it stand for, though, TARDIS? Does anyone know? Uh, time altering device record into suppository. Excellent, Chinny. Any guesses? What does TARDIS stand for? Not the DeLorean. <laughs> That's true. No, it actually stands. Are you ready? Time and relative dimension in space. That's what it stands for, apparently. Well, there you go. You're I would love nerd. to say I knew that, but I didn't. I've just looked that up while we were doing that. <laughs> just, to, uh, uh, test you, just to test you. Uh, but yeah, that's what it stands for, apparently. But um, I've got to say, I've got to go with the TARDIS. Of course you do. I do. But I'll, I, I have got reasons for that. I'm not just saying it just to be different, right? Because what did you decide on, Duke, between those two, excluding the primer box? The... DeLorean. Okay. Okay. Right, this is the reason, right? There's no toilet in a DeLorean, is there? You don't need a toilet. You can go back in time. You you, you could sleep in a DeLorean, but you'd be very uncomfortable. You know? You need to sleep. You go to 1973 and then you sleep at Woodstock. Yeah, but you can just sleep in the towels. You've got bed, bathroom, all the stuff you need, kitchen, whatever. You know, that'd be cool. Uh, I don't care when the Woodstock actually was, Duchess. There you go. And what does the Duchess think? Which would she rather have? That's she would prefer the TARDIS, of course, because she's course. a Doctor Who fangirl. Absolutely. And oh, just uh, how sad was the last episode, man? <gasps> I cried at that as well. Oh, we don't watch it now. She's <laughs> like Tom Baker. Yeah. No, you should watch it now. It's good. It was sad. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm with the TARDIS. So what did everyone else think? Was it a clear cut on the old Facebook? Uh, Ian Williams said DeLorean. So he's with you, Chinny. Uh, James Bearden said, TARDIS, it can do time and space. You know, you see, I... Ooh, in your face, Chinny. In your face. Uh, Delorean, you feel stupid face. now. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> um, no. Uh, Kevin Knight says, TARDIS, of course, DeLorean was always problematic. It's true, those cars were crap, weren't they, really? You know? Yeah. No uh, way. During the filming of Back to the Future 1, they broke down three times. They were rubbish. They were shit. Really? That's why they... Yeah, they were crap. Yeah, yeah they, they looked cool. They look cool, but they were terrible cars. The, the person who made them made a lot of money out of them because he sold them on, and basically they were made so cheaply um, that the the company that bought them lost a lot of money. Yeah, and they went bankrupt, and yeah. that was that. They're worth a lot of money now, though. <laughs> if you got one now, they're worth money. Uh, Especially if they have a flux capacitor in them. Uh, Stuart Leckie's with me. He says, does the DeLorean have a toilet? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we see what's important to people. Uh, then Phil Mulholland says, DeLorean, of course, it's made in Belfast. Yeah. Uh, Paul Hurt says, DeLorean, Doctor Who is lame. Flame war. Oh, burn in your face. <laughs> Terry Williams said, the Rolex. You did say timepiece, didn't you? <laughs> ah, I get it. Uh... I get it. <laughs> Joseph Ross said, TARDIS is way more practical, but the DeLorean is cooler. I guess it would be the TARDIS because you could shapeshift into a DeLorean. <laughs> Shape shit. 
There you go. Nick Gunn said DeLorean. Mark Green said more options with the TARDIS. Plus, it doesn't need banana skins and general waste to power it. It's true. Yeah, yeah, you can't use. What does the TARDIS even run on? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's got the heart. Oh, it's some weird heart thing. It's, the TARDIS is too convenient. It's, too, it's it like is. Superman. It's, like it's very perfect. poorly designed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's, with, back to with the with the DeLorean. Like, if the DeLorean was as convenient as the TARDIS. Like Back to the Future would never have, ha- like, have happened. Like the reason why the whole first film existed is because he got stuck in 1955. They don't actually time travel that often in Back to the Future. That's the point. It's very difficult. So what you're saying is right. No, just just let me get this argument straight. Right. I, I need to just think this through. So you're saying the DeLorean is better because it's a shit time machine. Is that no. what you- the TARDIS is too easy it's too easy things don't work like that in the real world though Stu time machines don't work in the real world at all yes they don't but if you're going to have this discussion there have to be some parameters look look, I'm sorry right like like Superman Superman is a poorly designed superhero character because he's too good at stuff one of the Supermen I think it's two he, he flies around the earth so fast that he turns back time. Now, if he can do that, <laughs> yeah. then why doesn't he just... He, he can get to anything instantly. He can do anything in a flash of light. Why doesn't he just solve the whole world's problems in, like, a flash? It's just stupid and falls apart at the seams as soon as you start to think about it. Look. With the TARDIS, it can go anywhere, do Look. anything, run on anything forever uh, across the, the galaxy. But with the DeLorean, it has, you know... Con- uh, restrictions and uh, compromises and um, like all sorts of different things that make it interesting and realistic as a time machine. Also, it looks a lot fucking cooler. Look, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying there, right? But I hate to piss on your bonfire, right? No, you don't. I do. But you Stephen Hawking has categorically said that it can never happen and given substantive scientific that. reasons why that. it can no, never happen. I know time travel is pretty much impossible at this point. But it's still fun to argue about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look. I'm so, I'm so, all right, as a plot device then, as a, <laughs> as a plot device in a story, what is the point of having something that just travels the way through, through time without any consequence? Yeah, well... That's not very interesting as a story. <laughs> he basically said this, I have... Jack ex- there, because he's all about story. Apparently he sent uh, invitations for some time travellers, but they didn't turn up. So he sat there for a long time, but no one came. Yeah, but apparently it just, it just cannot be done. It cannot be done. Apparently you couldn't do it. Because as soon as you start doing it, it would fold in on itself. So you wouldn't. He gave a great um, reason why. Because he said it would be like, do you know what feedback on a speaker is? You know, when you get feedback. Do you know what that actually is? Yeah, it's the it's the looping of uh, of the sound. It's like going through and then coming back out and then and, and amplifying every time it goes through again. So that's why you get this incredible screeching noise. And eventually, if you left it going, it would eventually blow up the speaker because it would get too powerful for it to cope anymore. It would explode. Well, he said that basically the same thing would happen with a wormhole, and that's why it could never happen because it would basically implode the moment you started seeing someone from the other side of it. Like in the future, even one minute in the future, so no, it can't happen. Not, that's not what we're arguing about. What we're arguing about is how fucking much cool. cooler the DeLorean is. To the <laughs> exactly. That's sort of half true. You but get you a said... phone box, you look like a doofus. That's it. End of discussion. No, you... it's not a phone box. It's, it's not a, a box. 
It's a police box. It wasn't used for a phone. Whatever, police box. Do you know what it was actually used for? And I could be wrong. They're Correct me if I'm wrong. They put them in there before they took yeah. them to the station. You arrest them, put them in there and ring the police. Yeah. So there you go. Fine. Still doofy. Anyway, no, the reason I was bringing that up is because you were saying the reason that the dollar was better because it was more realistic. <laughs> well, it is. It's not because yeah, you can't right. time travel. Let's get over the one little tiny problem in this whole argument. <laughs> tiny problem. Right? Now, let's just waver the fact that we let's just say we can do it. Right? Actually, the, the alarm clock in uh, Groundhog's Day is my favorite time travel device. So, we can do it. We can travel through time somehow. We figured it out. Stephen Hawkins had to rewrite all his books. Uh, <laughs> and, and we did it. The DeLorean... As a plot device, as a something to look at, it's just better to drive a car than to sit in a box. I sure guess. Sucks. And fire on the street. What does the, ta- what does the, the yeah. TARDIS fire. leave? Well, there's fire. Let's finish off what everyone else for. So Rob Army Mickle- of Darkness, there's a good time travel movie. Robin Mickleberg said, get the DeLorean and strap the TARDIS to the boot. Problem solved, looks cool and has the best of functions. Or put the TARDIS on its side, give it four wheels and a new body kit. Bam! Winner. <laughs> the telephone booth in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. There's a good uh, time. Machine. David Hodgson uh, said, would have to be the TARDIS as the DeLorean would travel in time, but would have to be driven to a different physical spaces. However, the TARDIS could travel in time and space in the same operation. He's right, you know. It's true. It's true. I like the machine in um, Austin Powers, you know, and they just jump in it and then they spin around. Uh, Dom Ramirez Hume said, that beat-up Citroen Saxo in my shed. (laughs) Are we still talking about this? Are you recording this? And Nicholas Charles Abbott said DeLorean all the way, baby. There you go. That's it. That's everyone said. So uh, I'm not going to do Twitters this week. Suffice to say, I feel like I should because Antonio, whilst we've been recording the show, sent us. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten tweets. <laughs> he should yeah, have just sent an we're email. Not them, so suck Why did he just send an email? You know. Hey, what? Um, I guess we'll just read these because I feel bad not reading them now. So I'll quickly read. They're only two sentences each, but send us an email. Just send us an email next time. It's easier. Uh, Antonio said, for the record, The Walking Dead is my game of the year. Actually, Mass Effect 3 on Naruto Storm Generations. Oh, um, Naruto, come on, give it up. Uh, hashtag egg timer topics. Favorite animated show. Do I really need to answer? Naruto. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Egg Timer Topics, favourite comedy music group for me, The Midnight Beast or Flight of the Comfort. <laughs> we'll do these next week or something, maybe. Uh, would you lot say that I'm kind of known now as a kid who watches and plays weird stuff? I'll give you a recent example. Okay, so my friend who I blitzed through co-op games with like Mike and Marsh and he wanted to do a third playthrough. I say, sure, at school I go home for the next week and I play his Sonic Adventure 2 HD. What? That game was my... Whatever that is. Uh, I guess that's a confession. P.S. I'm sorry for so many tweets, but I thought I should catch up since I used to tweet a ton. If you could remake it on another time, we'll move on. We'll, do, we'll put these together next week. Uh, Favourite GameCube game? I'm so sorry for so many tweets. Oh, Borderlands 2? I don't know what any of that means. He's not sorry. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. But no, you're not. So thank you for those, I think. 
and let's do yeah. some shout outs and get the hell out of here. Yeah. So I'll start tonight. I'll start tonight. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, I'm Let gonna, her rip. I know I'm going to do an apology to you two for not recording again because I'm so sorry because it's so late it, now. You can make it right by giving me some cash. Look, I sent you some games. Look, I sent you games. Yeah, that's true. You did. Maybe I have to do you the the new royal bundle. <laughs> I don't want that bundle. I'm not, I'm not buying you the Walking Dead. That's don't too buy much. me the Walking Dead. That's buy me something much. on my Steam wish list. Yeah, the Walking Dead. <laughs> no, it's not on my Steam wish list. That would be funny if I just sent that to you. I might do that. By way of make you play it, I'll then I'd send, play it because I feel guilty. Although I haven't played Civ Five, I'll send it to you and then send you an email every day asking, "Have you played it?" Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. You'd just get annoyed at me. Um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Is this podcast still on? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not recording. Don't worry. I am though. I am actually <laughs> recording. Uh, I'd like to shout out the Tardis because that is a cool time machine, of course. Cool. Second coolest time machine ever. No, no, he's not. Um, and I'd like to shout out Millie. I'm going to give her a special for being just so awesome at playing Super Hexagon, and I'm astounded by her. So there you go. Shout out for my daughter. Never hear this. Takes courage to shout out your own daughter. Yeah, so uh, well done, Millie. Honestly, astounding stuff. Right, over to you, Chinari. Uh, I'll just shout out to I, Pete. Uh, because he... Um, Got rid. He sold his capture device. By the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got it. You got it. I heard that. Was to that on the, that was on the overseas connection? You mentioned that. I think to me, sold it yeah. to Ooh. me. Yeah. Cha-ching. Uh, um, and because I believe Duke, you you kind of um, donated some money towards the cause when he bought it. So I donated money to you, in other words. So basically, <laughs> that's gone to me because <laughs> you're he sold it. He sold it to me for a very reasonable price. Um, so and I've got it working. Um, I just have to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with it now. But yeah, I've got nice. it. So I've, I have a capture device, which is why I signed up to Twitch, and which is why Stu panicked, emailed me back and said, "Have you signed up for this? Because I don't know what this is." Uh, <laughs> I didn't say. I didn't say quite like. What is this? What is it? Ah, <laughs> I was like, calm down. I did it. I've just done it because I don't know if I'm going to do it yet, but now, I'm just going to do it because I wanted to, to take the name Veteran Gamers before anybody else did. Now, let's be honest here, though. Just a minute. Just a minute. It wasn't quite like that. The reply I got was, just leave it, Stu. It doesn't matter. Just leave it. Or something of that nature is what I actually got back. All right. It's fine. <laughs> the, the actual email was, Mike, have you signed up to this, Stu? Sent from my iPad. That's all I said. I suck at games. <laughs> Then I sent, Stu, no worries. Just checking that we hadn't been hijacked. Sent from my iPad. That's what you said when I said, leave it. Yeah, she just put, leave it. That's all you put. That's my leave it. Leave it. And I thought, all right, don't worry, just checking. That's all I put. So you doesn't half exaggerate, make it sound worse than it was. Anyway. Love from the uh, Eurogamer 2012 video as well. So thank you very much for the people that said kind words on the comments. Every now and again, we get a comment on the GTA 5 trailer video as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, go to youtube.com forward slash veteran gamers UK, I believe. Um, and then you'll get confronted with lots of videos. Uh, well, 12, I think, that I've ever made. Uh, and that's it, yeah. Wow. I've just seen Dead Space is £2.50 on the Steam sale. Oh, yeah, and Dead Space 2. Uh, no, the original Dead Space. Uh, original Dead Space. Uh, I ain't playing oh, that. Oh, gangster, gangster, gangster. 
Yeah. There's some cheap yeah. prices on here. Yeah. I tell you what, these guys know how to do a sale, don't they? Shit. I know, right? I don't look. I'm looking at stuff now going, oh, that looks cool. You're going to buy it. You're going to buy something. I know, I know. Limbo looking... for $2.50. I know. £1.74 it is in the UK, that. I mean, that, you'd be crazy not to buy that. Well, Such a great game. Except I already own it. Crazy. I know. I know, yeah. Uh, Home's on here for 99p. You know that one? That... All right, all right. Here's my shout-out since Sorry. apparently I'm up. It's okay. Uh, we have a new member on the site, Extra Flux. Yay, new member. Welcome, Extra Flux. We like having you on board. Um, yeah, everybody showed up to the play day. I already shouted them out, but I will say it again. Fumu, Johnny Boy, one, two, three, Verbal Rob, and Stu. Oh, wait, no, Stu didn't make it. Oh, sorry, what, what, what? Oh. Uh, and then next Sunday's play day, the 4th of November, is going to be Gears of War 3, so that's always a good time. Come on down, people. Play some games with us. Yeah, can I just yeah. say, by the way, um, we've got some egg timer topics on the forums as well from new members. So I think next week we should do those along with the stuff that GH has sent to us today. So we'll do those. Yeah. And we'll do those next week. Uh, so know. thank you to everyone who contacts the show and does all the social stuff because it does make the show a bit more interesting and makes it slightly easier for us because we don't have to think of quite as much stuff to talk about. Uh, so keep it coming. We like all that. And then, you know, quite often prompts discussion, which we also enjoy. So thanks yeah. a lot. And uh, I think that's it. So we need to get the hell out of here. So, yeah. See you later. This has uh, been a long show. It has. Oh, Fallout 3 Game of the Year is now nine ninety nine on Steam Halloween sale. <laughs> What's up with that? I don't After know why. I bought it. I, I don't know why, Jubal. You, you now sound like you're talking into a bean can. I am talking about a bean can. Like Did you ever make one of those bean tin phones when you were a kid? All we right, we're, we're done here. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> There you go. There you go. If All I right, got late here. I know, yeah. No, I just need to quickly talk to you about late the. He says it's half So, yeah, spoilers. Spoilers for To the Moon. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, To the Moon. Uh, yeah, people, so. uh, don't, don't listen to this if you don't want to get To the Moon spoilers. Yeah, I'm sure Chini won't be bothered in the least because he don't care, nope. does he? Don't care. Uh, but yes, my I can't believe the the phone, the phone, right? The phone no, rings. Okay, t- remind me. I, I maybe it'll come back to me. So in the final bit, as you're running through the corridors of the school, there's a yeah. table with a phone on, and the phone starts ringing. And you answer the phone, and he goes, "Morpheus." Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she that goes, "No, funny. it's me, stupid idiot." Or yeah. something back to yeah, it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. This, I, I thought there was loads of great little Easter eggs like that in the game. Yeah, there's some good stuff. There's also a lot of stupid, distracting things. The thing I did, the thing I never saw, I didn't see the twin thing coming at all. I never saw that at all. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't either. And I thought that was kind of cool the way they did that. And they're like, they, 
They did a good job with that. I, I like the setup for it because, you know, except saying she only called him Joey because it was after his granddad and all that. So yeah, yeah, right, sure. Because she'd obviously blanked it out of her memory. And, and even the beta blocker thing, is that for real, live? You take a okay, big Okay, I'm bored. I'm going. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya, Jenny.